0: Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the Geek and You a special treat every month. Loot Crate's a subscription box service with over $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. Delivered to your mailbox every month. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future, in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future Part 2, the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. You have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it, it's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kfgames and enter code kfgames to save $3 on your new subscription today. What's up guys, welcome to the first ever episode 39 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller.
1: Hi! It's good to be here. You think if I, pro- is this connected to something? Again? Yeah. Probably. But
0: Probably don't... one of the 10 <laughs> PS4s in this house. It's on.
2: Yeah, so is turn your, one, turn is one your console one. on? Yeah. All right. They were in rest mode. Nick, put it back in rest
1: mode, Nick! Oh wait, no, it's, oh, it's hard now.
0: <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> and say,
2: wow, what's going on? I don't even yeah, I don't understand think there's much this. juice in that
1: one.
0: So you might know these gentlemen from this little show called PS I Love You, XOXO. It's a brand new PlayStation podcast over here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And all the podcast services you could ever dream of. iTunes, Stitcher, Beyond Pod. Whatever. There's all these other ones that people use.
2: Some people were showing me screenshots of it today in, in the timeline. We've, we launched it. Mm-hmm. Today, people are putting up screenshots of us number one on charts for apps I've never even seen yeah. before. So that's me, cool. I don't know how there's this many podcasting apps. But I'm happy that people are, you know, Dude, we're consuming we the can, content we wherever cannot they're, be, they're consuming it. Couldn't be happier with the reception that things got. So, today.
0: before we get into the whole rigmarole of of the kind of funny Gamescast, I, I did want to talk about PS I Love You and uh-huh. Gamescast for a second. And one, the Blood Feud. In the Blood Feud, yes. But one, if you haven't already, um, go, download it, like it, subscribe, comment, review. Do whatever the hell. like Whatever the option is or whatever system you're doing, yeah. just do that. Help us. And do it. That random, show give too. it a random score. Yes. yes, and do that for this show as well, because be, that would be really, really nice. But a lot of people are like, are you guys getting rid of Gamescast because you're doing PS I Love You? And I know we've addressed this a million times, right. but mainly we're addressing it on PS I Love You. This is the first Gamescast post-PS I Love You. Launching, okay. And I'm with you so far. Yeah. So but no, stop- we're not stopping the show.
2: Yeah, we thought we talked about this
0: last. Did week. we? Yeah. I don't know. We've been talking about it a lot of places. I don't yeah. even remember. I don't know. Well, what is new to Colonized
2: life, where we're like, did we talk about this on Colin Greg live? Game over, Greggy. I'm this like, show? I've said this at some point somewhere. <laughs> so a
0: lot of this is a big problem is the fact that we repeat ourselves a lot, and we're trying to not do that. And I guess we're not off to the best start. But this is different because we're not talking about game stuff. We're talking about our own shit.
1: Semantics. Yes.
0: So on the kind of funny forums in the games cast. Sub forum, I posted a a post that's pretty much how to make games cast better. Right. So, I definitely, a lot of people gave a lot of really great feedback. I wrote a really long thing with ideas I have to kind of differentiate it a little bit from PS I Love You going forward or whatever. If you guys have ideas, please go let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like. The one thing I need people to keep in mind is the fact that the format of the show cannot change. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be topic by topic. Oh, here's the rigmarole. and just kind of ah, put it in there. This is the Kind of Funny games cast mm, where we talk about video games, topic by topic, day by day, Monday through Thursday on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You get the YouTube breakouts. Then Friday you get the full episode and the full thing over on uh, all the podcast services, SoundCloud.com slash Kind of Funny Games, all that good stuff. If you want it early, you can go to patreon.com slash games. get whatever you want early. The video, the whatever audio, a whole bunch of different stuff's there. Colin's phone number. Yeah, that's uh, a hidden tier, but it's there. It is it is a hidden you tier. You can really figure hard. out the exact sum. I was going to say, yeah. you have to hit
2: it by the exact dollars and cents. Yeah. That's the hard part for and it. And then
0: you get it, so that'll, that'll be pretty cool. But that, that format cannot change. And because of that format, that means that this show will never be timely. And we're never going to be talking about news as it happens. And this and that and whatever. That's why PS I Love You is so awesome is the fact that this is finally something where you guys are going to be able to talk about PlayStation News literally the night before it goes live. You guys are recording. Right. It's going to be great. We you have figure... Colin and Greg live in the exactly. morning. You, see, which you is... start
2: small. Colin mm-hmm. and Greg live is the one that's giving you the microscopic detail. You go a little bit larger. P.S. I Love You, which is talking about the weekend PlayStation. Yeah. And the Kind of Funny gamescast is talking about the biggest yeah. ideas of games.
0: So really, it's more of an identity problem of why are we doing so many different things when we're just the same group of people talking about games and whatever. And like, okay, Tim's here, Tim's not here. What's the mm-hmm. difference? This show specifically isn't so much going to be about news. It's going to be more about why we love video games and video games that we love. And I'm going to try to get more guests. And I want to have people. We've been doing recently a lot of why you need to play Lego Dimensions, or why you need to play Mad Max or Until Dawn or whatever. And I kind of want to do a lot more topics like that, that are because we've kind of gotten away from doing more fully fledged reviews, even yeah. though we never really did a true review, but we did review discussions. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that the using Gamescast to kind of, especially now that we're in the leading into the holiday season, I think we'll be able to kind of get our passions out there a little bit and like kind of just discuss the games and what we like about them, what we don't like about them, and by having people like Alfredo on to talk a bit more about first person shooters, having some uh, GameSpot friends, IGN friends, whoever the hell wants to come on the show, to kind of pitch their games and kind of sell it to us and to the audience and the best friends and everything. So... The show is—it always has been this, but I think now it's more the direction where before I used to say it's Game Over, Greggy show, but for video games, it never really has been that. It's just been formatted that way, right? So I think now it's just more like it's a show about why we love video games. <coughs> That's really it.
1: But but could it also be a show about why we hate video games? Yes, yes, our issues with because I because I, I hate video games. I, don't know if I you noticed. noticed. Yeah,
0: no, no, we know, and it's it's a thing. I do too. Things happen, mm. but
2: can't. W- I, I you I know you've been busy, but I've now made my prediction that I cannot wait. Can't fucking wait for Colin to hate the division Uh because he's gonna be the sweetest berries off the bush. (laughs) (laughs) Why Why do you say that? Why do you? Because you're holding on to this dream, this goddamn cloud that this multiplayer game is gonna have a single player mode that's just for you, antisocial Andy.
1: (laughs) 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 Why do you? Why do you? find such pleasure because I delight. don't get
2: I don't get out in front enough and, and predict what Colin's about to do I usually is know what Colin's going it. to do
1: but I don't predict how do you know so because well?
2: I know you just like your fucking Skyrim shit the other day <laughs> I, I stopped playing out a pro well you stopped three weeks before the problem ever ever <laughs> Yeah, oh, you, someone you
1: someone said in the comments, like, I love it when Greg calls Colin out on his shit. <laughs> and I'm like, welcome back to PlayStation Podcast Land, motherfuckers. <laughs> called me out twice that podcast, too, because I was talking about how I, we still play PSP. <laughs> which I have. But in that reality, the we have... A, like, oh, but I was talking about PSP games. But I, was talking I know about what PSP you're talking games. about, Vita. I know what you're talking about. I haven't played the PSP since uh, Let Us Cling Together came out. Wow. Which was... <laughs> Four years ago, I think. I played at GDC, and then I broke my PSP. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was the end of that. That is sad. Should we talk about things that are relevant? So Maybe, I, I, can't. I don't know. Topic starts at 1330. We're going to have one of those no, yeah,
2: Those people were slowly weeding out. The ones who want the headline and thumbnail. Shut that the you fuck up. The way you want. Yeah, no. So,
0: yeah, go to the Kind of Funny forums, find the topic, and please give me your feedback. Again, what you like and what you don't like, and guests that you'd like to see. And all that stuff, because yeah, I definitely want to start gearing it more towards us talking about why you should play games. It could be old games too. Like we, I was thinking it'd be cool to kind of like try to sell each other on why we should play old games. Sure. And uh, but yeah, it will also be about broader topics, uh, whether we like them or dislike them, about news where it's our it's a more opinion based and just like here's our thoughts on this or whatever. Like later on today, one of the topics is going to be how we know a game's going to be bad before it even comes out, and that's just a purely, you know, opinion thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. So. I think that. We should also do a topic about the games we have protested. Like I protested Skyrim on PlayStation Three. Sure, okay. In the, in the fall of 2011, which you rem- you remember well,
2: <laughs> I'm like one day I'm gonna I'm gonna get bonked on the head and go into a coma, and I'll wake up and they'll be I'll wake up and look outside. We always call on statues because no one was here to keep him in check. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he's now in control.
0: So this game's cast is sponsored by Volume. For the final time. Oh, no, this Mike the, Bithel. This is the final Volume sponsorship. Two months in a row of support for us. Thank, Thank you, you yes. so Mike much, Bithel. Volume. So if you haven't already, please go tweet at Volume Game. Tell Mike Bithel, the amazing man that created Thomas Was Alone and now Volume. My dude. How much you're enjoying his game. Or if you haven't enjoyed it yet, go enjoy it. It's available now, PlayStation 4, coming eventually You to buy it on PS4, Vita. it'll
2: eventually be on Vita. Yeah. When, We're though? waiting. Who knows?
0: And uh, so it's going to be good. So for more information, follow at Volume Game on Twitter. Tell them I love them. Whoa. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's been
2: too much. It's been a, this has been a serious two month long relationship. Yeah.
0: So the first topic of the day is a classic. So people, one thing that people said that they want is segments, and it's hard to segment the whole a show. Topical, is a I know, right? <laughs> but it's hard to, to have segments out of out of just the, how the topical mm. nature of the show is. But one thing that we have done a recurring segment is what are we playing now? Ah, yes. And people really really enjoy this, mm. and they like to know what we've been up to. And what we've been playing. I personally have been playing more games in the last two months than I have the rest of the entire year. Because it's happening. It's finally at that point where it's like, these are the games I've been waiting for. Now, a lot of the games I wanted are getting delayed, which is a good and bad thing. Star Fox Zero, please
2: be okay. Delay that back to 1998 where it belongs. All the games that I I want are just turning out to be Garbage, and that's why I can't wait to get the topic of how you know a bad game's coming. Because every time Tim opens his mouth about a game, he's excited for him. Like that looks like a giant that's, pile of crap. Check <laughs> the box. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sign number one. Tim's excited about it. I mean, that's so <laughs> shitty though. Like, yeah. we'll
0: we'll get there. But it's like it, it is very upsetting that a lot of the big games that I've waited for for so long are are just. Very upsetting me. But I'm still gonna play it. I'm still gonna try to see the good I'm in, sure you in know, all of them. You sound and, definitely like uh, a
2: Nintendo fan. I will see. But I'm not even just talking
0: about <laughs> Nintendo, that's just Star Fox. The rest of
2: the Nintendo lineup's fine. But yeah, give me that goddamn Mario tennis. Did you see they see the announced release date today? Oh, what is it? November twenty. Oh you and I are going to the clay, as yeah. they say. Yeah, I bet. By, by the my my prediction
1: was that we'll have Ray. Fallout Four probably a little early. So let's say we have Fallout 4 first week of November. We have Mario, we'll probably get Mario early too. So let's say we have them both a week before they come out. You'll never play Mario Tennis. I bet we. No, we'll, I get we'll Mario. Do. I
2: bet we get Mario Tennis before we get. We Mario. have to
1: because we already. There's a grudge match
0: going. Yeah, I Nintendo knows. Greg Miller. That's an exaggeration. That's an in exaggeration. Mario tennis. Remember when Greg played tennis? Oh, it wasn't Titanfall? even
2: close. I did for a month and a half, which is longer than you said I would. You can try to call me on my bullshit, but my, I'm ironclad. There's nothing you're gonna find. Oh, about. you're ironclad. No, all right. There's no skeletons yeah. in my closet. No, no, <laughs> definitely.
1: N- We'll go there in the documentary. We'll find the skeleton. Oh, my closet. God. I'm
2: covered in urine that I peed into a little cup and threw on him. You're a sick fuck, right? You are a sick fuck. <laughs> all right, so
0: back to the video games. I have been playing a lot more. Star Fox is, you know, is, is a ways off right. now. But that's a good thing for me because I'm like, I need more time to be able to play all these games. So... A couple weeks back, when I, I I've been playing Metal Gear, obviously. Yes. Everybody knows this. We've been playing the shit out of it. I had to put it on pause because games are starting to come out, and I'm like, "Fuck,
2: I need to get on this." You should probably turn it off because leaving it on pause for that long yeah, is bad you're for right. It,
0: it might be bad. So, um, during one of the downloads, I downloaded one of the, one of the downloads of some Metal Gear thing that I had to wait for. Sure. Your patch. I right. had PT on my system. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna play oh, this because wow. I've never played it. Wow. Have you played it? No. It's excellent. PT is awesome. It is. Quite the experience. I'm very upset that I haven't experienced it before now. Did, Did you turn it, off the lights and sit oh there yeah, in the dark? It was, it was yeah, just, yeah, it was me and me and my boy Current. Did, we huh? Did you guys get naked? Huh? You guys
1: get naked. We were I heard heard that you gotta to, be naked. to do
2: it to get the end, the true ending. You have to get naked. I heard you have to put yeah. the PS yeah.
1: camera in, in the PS4 and be naked. Yeah, yeah no, it has I, to I see I at least do one that. dong. Yeah, or you don't get the real.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're That ghost dildo. is
1: thirsty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, man, it's one of those things where I played through the whole thing. I got to the end, and I couldn't figure out how to trigger the... Did you talk to the thing the and thing. I, I was trying to do all the shit. I w- looked at walkthroughs, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. doing it, walking 10 steps, spinning around like a goddamn... It just wasn't working. I hear you. Yeah, so I, I just YouTube the, the final sure. video or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but my thing with that is like everyone's upset that we're never going to get that game, like that Silent Hills game. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. That that demo was a cool experience for me. I don't know how you'd make a game out of it. It's that, one of those you – know? well,
2: it's like I don't think that would have been represent uh, representative of the actual gameplay of Silent Hills. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's the thing. Like when you have Norman Reedus, chances are you're going to use his face. You're going to make it third person like a the old Silent Hills, right, and have them do yeah. things and run around. So I think that was just more of, yeah, this is the tone we're going for kind of thing. And, yeah, that's the bittersweet thing about it is that that – was by far the best horror game I've played in years, if not ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just in terms of enjoyment of me actually getting tense and my heart beating and like because it was it you know something's going to happen, but it still doesn't get you like yeah. that game got you. You know what I mean? And so would it have lived up to that? I don't know. Cause like that's it's like a horror movie, right? The longer they go, the more it kinda unravels. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas in that, like this bite-sized experience of like what the hell is happening?
0: Come I thought I mean that's a really good way to put it. I thought it was really, really good because it didn't Overstay its welcome and it kept you guessing what was going to happen. But the biggest thing is there was setups for some like really easy scares, and they yeah, didn't do
2: exactly it. when you thought you knew exactly what it was going to do, it didn't
0: do. It. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, like that's that's the telltale sign of a good horror movie. And when yeah. you adapt that to a game, and like I think that there, this was you know, this is one of those things where is it really a game or is it just like whatever? It's like there's definitely game elements in there, right. and it's like. A lot of it is just kind of like an interactive movie, but it was cool. Like I really, really enjoyed it, and I saw that there's a Kickstarter for some game that's similar. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's, yeah. no it's, I uh, not It's about. like, oh man, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it looks really cool, and someone's making a game that takes place in a hallway and does gotcha, thing. gotcha, gotcha. So
1: it's called yeah. TP. It's, no, no, no. It's called hallway horror, but uh, it
0: looks it looks really cool. And uh, <laughs> but I'm excited because I want to do like a week or maybe more of horror game let's plays in yeah. October for oh, Halloween. Get that, get and, soma. Yeah, and um, Fatal Frame Two. Amy. Scared the shit I, out of me. Oh, yes,
2: Amy's scary for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, I want I want to play with Nick because he's never played, and I think oh, he'll, yeah, he's a coward. He'll scare the shit out of him. You should uh, do already. How come you've never played it? That surprises me.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't care. about mm. Silent Hills. So or Silent Hill. So it's just uh. I don't. Know, I think the last Silent Hill game I ever really played all the way through was Silent Hill Two, which was fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and I played Silent Hills, of course, Book of Memories, the oh. classic PS Vita game. Re- and remember how we were like, really?
2: But remember we were like, it's close. It's almost great. It's almost a good game. Like yeah. it's close enough. It's a something that it cool in Vita. RPG elements and stuff. Yeah. Like that. but it was just uh, as close as we ever going to get to a Diablo or whatever on a thing because they get, cause they they get rid they
1: get or yeah, Warriors Lair, same game. Yeah. We should buy that and just publish it because it's close enough. We played it, man. It was I done. Know. At least the vertical slice we played. Yeah, that was done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I've, what I've been else playing, playing yeah? Mario Maker? Still, of course. like I, am in this thing now. Where I keep just switching games. Like I'll be playing a couple mm, hours of games I hate a night. That I can't do that. And it's just like I'll play like two hours of this, two right. hours of this, two hours right. of this. And uh, Mario Maker still has me. Like it's still, I still haven't beat all of the Nintendo made levels. How many are there? I think there's only a hundred. Okay, maybe maybe there's sixty. I don't know. But I'll do a little dent in that, and then I'll download a couple of... I keep getting distracted by the, of course. De- the levels you can download. Of course. Um, but, man, that game is just awesome. And I just love that it'll always just be there. Yeah. And I can always just come back whenever I need
2: to. it'll be better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun. And then... I'm missing out on some stuff here. But the, the two big ones, obviously Uncharted. Yeah. Which we'll get to. That's a whole topic Ooh. in itself.
2: Uncharted. Coming up next.
0: Yes. And, um... And then, yeah, I got to, oh, we played a little uh, NBA 2K16. Which was interesting.
2: Yes. You asked me about getting this game, getting it in, because you want to do stuff. You, yeah. you got bit by the NBA bug. Because mm-hmm. well, it's so a spikely joint.
0: It is a spikely
2: joint. That's yeah. why I want to play it. I was like, well, crap. I, I, that's the one thing I want to play about it. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, we talk about this all the time, how we had talked at uh, the GameStop Expo about mm-hmm. it. Uh, the fact that 2K is so – they're on top of the world, so why do they keep trying? But then they go and they do this thing, right, where it's been originally Jordan, then it was multiple legends. Now they're bringing in
1: this Spike lead directed story. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know yeah, anything about the NBA right now, but I want to play this it's Spike It's super week. interesting watching them just – it reminds me of what the Patriots do to their opponents in the football, where they, they run the score up. Oh, okay. We were talking – weren't we talking this past weekend? Wasn't it with you or it – was, it was with Cheryl, someone where it's like, there are teams that stop. Right? Yeah. Like, there are teams that stop trying to score. They'll just run the ball right up the middle and just run the clock out. Right, and, right, the, right. and then punt the ball. The Patriots will run the score up as much as they can. Pad those stats. Like, they scored, like, over 50 points against the Jaguars. Like, totally unnecessary amount of points. Yeah. In a football game. And it reminds me of what NBA does, or, or 2K does to EA. Because... <laughs> It just gets worse and worse for them, for EA. Yeah. With like you were telling me, and I went and looked at like, the NBA Live 16 glitch reels or whatever. Have are you the seen fucking these? Yeah. funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: Shooting the free throw, and you turn around and shoot it across. Like how can it be so?
1: How could one game be so good? One series be so good, and it is. It's immaculate. And the other series be so bad. Even after years of trying, and even after taking time off, and even after making a game, as we talked about, and not even releasing it. That was the funniest thing. Yeah. I think it was NBA Live 12 or maybe 11. Where they. Was it called NBA Elite? Or, yeah, right. it, it might have been when we got it. Yeah. Like the game existed and they just never released the game because the, the mock reviews were probably so devastating that they yeah. were like, it's. Let's just not. Yeah, like it's it's going to kill this franchise. But what they. I don't. It's just so funny, like every year, because I don't play these games really. I'll mess around with NBA 2K or whatever, you know, once in a blue moon. Like when PS4 came out, we, we yeah, fucked yeah. around with it. But I don't understand how they keep fucking it up. Mm-hmm. Like how it, the disparity doesn't only exist and persist but grow. After it, like time and time again, it's like a great testament to 2K. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there because I know really, I like, mean, we, that's I really interrupted feel like then they're and then on we just top kept going. of their game. Like NBA, a lot of a lot of people NBA 2K is the best sports series mm-hmm. yeah. by far, and that really says a lot because NHL is really great, Madden's great, FIFA's great. Etc. All these EA games, and I someone I think I might have been on the kind of funny forums, or maybe it was on the Facebook group. Someone was saying like, "Why doesn't NBA Two K get considered for Game of the Year?" Like when mm. when Game of the Year comes around, cause mm. it's so good. I think it's. I mean, the problem is, is is the fact that it's
2: so up one person's alley. Yeah, I like it's literally what what I think speaks of volumes about NBA Two K. Whatever this year's you know sixteen is the fact that I'm not an NBA fan, and this game always finds a way to make me interested. When it was Jordan, I was like, "Well, yeah, I got to play that." Yeah, and then it was more legends next year. I was like, yeah, "I don't need to. No, I'll try." And then this mm-hmm. one, it's like. Spike Lee directed it. With, yeah, okay, sure. I don't. I'm gonna be terrible at the gameplay. I'm gonna probably die with it. They're doing something cool and different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, anyway, sorry. Fine. You well, played I mean, it. My, how is it? Yeah. So my <laughs>
0: thing with it. Uh, so Alfredo is huge into the, the NBA 2K series, and like, there's a obviously a very large group of people that are in love with this franchise. And the thing that like from talking to him about it is they every year they do something so radically different. And they just keep changing things up. Yeah. So that it is consistently good, and there is always something new. So it isn't just this year's sports game right, over right, right, and right. over. I mean, you know, at its core, it's basketball, right? But, it, but,
2: but even then, it's like you make a – once you perfect the engine, what do you do? Yeah,
0: exactly. So for me, it's funny because I obviously am not a sports guy at all. But, you know, sports are games at their purest form. Yeah. So it's just like they translate to video games well, you know. I remember, you know, basketball games were kind of the standard. It was one of the – it was a genre. You know, like I remember it's like, oh, I want a racing when I was a little kid. I was like, I want a racing game. I want a basketball game. Yeah. yeah. Because it was just that made sense. I understood it. Right. Like, and I was huge into the more arcadey stuff. So NBA Jam and specifically NBA Street. But those are pick up and play. You know what you're doing and whatever. I'd mess around a little bit with the lives back when lives were good and 2K in its early days. But like, I never really got serious into it because I don't really care too much about sports. But haven't played one for a long time. And I was like, oh, see, I'll just pick this up and see how it plays. Now, first observations having not seen a game uh, like an NBA game
2: for probably a couple of years. It's like yeah. good lord. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. When, when whenever McCaffrey was reviewing these, I'd walk by You, you do that double take. Yeah. It's like, well, Oh, yeah, there's some buttons yeah. on the screen. That's exactly. Thing. Just, the, just watching TV. That's
0: the, the craziest thing is like, we say that, and it's funny because I'm sure we've said that three years ago, and we said it six years ago. And we I said, said it the nine first time years I saw ago. Sonic
2: the Hedgehog.
1: I was like, is that a real hedgehog? Oh, oh my God, no, that's what the, a the real game. hedgehog looks like. Where do you get those shoes?
2: But it's. Why does he want these rings so bad? <laughs> it's crazy
0: that, you know, as we grow as gamers, graphics just keep getting better, and we consistently like, Oh my God, that looks like TV. But it's yeah. getting the point now it's like damn like and i even said this to you when we were in vegas watching i think it was basketball or maybe it was football but i was like that real football game looks like a video game because it has so much heads up display shit going on it's like this is ridiculous and uh so yeah the presentation is just on another level and like the the commentators and like even the crowds finally don't look just like yeah yeah, a bunch of dudes just like doing a wave over all, and over.
2: Like yeah. 100 like 100 different groups of 100 that are like in a yellow shirt and yeah. a white shirt and they're just all sporadically put up. They're all doing, doing the same, same thing. animations yeah, yeah. over
0: and over. Yeah, so the the graphics on the presentation, it's not so much graphics. The presentation is like oh, it's just immaculate. Then I started playing it and I'm like it's basketball. I should totally understand this. I have not felt that lost in so long yeah. playing a video game where I'm like this is deep. This is so, so deep, I don't even understand what's going on, yeah. but I was playing with my brother, and he got it. it yeah, he totally played it. He loves basketball He's just so on you he just knows, understands like what all the different terms mean like I, I know basketball, there's two teams, you get in the hoop, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. two points, three points. I well, that was the, the thing b- when I was playing the Colin basic in the shit. NHL, right, of mm-hmm.
2: just sitting down and playing it. And I was like, oh, man, I used to love playing these with Poe. And then you sit down, like, I've, I've been gone from this franchise for so long, I
1: have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And I also had to explain icing and offside to you, which, which was, well, we you yeah. used
2: to turn those off probably. Yeah, exactly, because they were bullshit rules that slowed down the game and weren't fun. They Keep it uh, keep you honest. They keep you honest. I'll take your word for it. I don't know what they do. (laughs) So I I was confused because I was
0: like, man, like, am I really this dysfunctional that, like, I can't just pick up and play a basketball game? And so I started reading about it a little bit. And, like, supposedly they, like, totally changed the control schemes from even, like, Mm -hmm. last year. And it's, like, totally fine-tuned and stuff. And this is something that they do is that, like, they just keep changing the control schemes to kind of make it better and better. And it's just, it's interesting to me, like, how much of a challenge it must be to make a sports game feel fresh. Year after year, without alienating the people that love sure, one like they like what you did last yeah. year. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, why are you getting rid of this? Why are you changing the controls? But then it's pretty unique because only sports games really have to do that. Because other annualized games, over time, you see changes. It's a more of like a generational thing. Like PS2 and Xbox and GameCube, when you played a racing game, you hold A or X to go. Now the gen after that, PS3 and 360, it turned to the triggers. You know, which was weird. But then now it's that standard. Right. You know what I mean? Shooting games kind of have similar things where over time it just totally changed. But with these sports games, it seems like it's more of like a every season there is something totally different with the controls mm. that if you looked at 10 seasons ago and now you can kind of see the jump. Yeah. But when you look at it more incrementally, it's it's a little weird. But I had fun playing it. I just don't get it. Stimer's in the other room playing Shovel Knight. She's, streaming. she's, she's a... screaming. She's <laughs> screaming.
2: But so you didn't? Did you play it at all? No, I haven't had okay. time. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's definitely cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing these, this little game called Lego Dimensions, mm-hmm. which is the front runner for game of the year. I keep reading about. And so yeah, just didn't have time to get into that NBA because I'm too obsessed now with playing with toys in this mm-hmm. room and streaming building. The I mean, it's just Lego Dimensions. I know we talked about it last last week, but that was more before I had the actual retail box. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now I'm in multiple hours, multiple Twitch streams here. I have my own Lego is my own thing. And damn, is this game fun? You, you know what I mean? It. Like it's you know it's, it's 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 the Lego games maybe in like it's it, I'm still just getting into the story if that makes sense because I'm doing so many Lego uh, the level packs with mm-hmm. Portal and uh, uh, Simpsons and then like I have did you do to Ninjago? Tournament. No, I did. I did not buy Ninjago. I'm sorry. I know I should have. I do run into these things every so often that only the Ninjago guys can interact with. Duh. And I do think maybe I should have picked up a Ninjago guy. Mm-hmm. But that's where they get you. They're not going to get me. All right. They're going to get you. No, I'm not. I will I will not <laughs> randomly at full price buy packs that, that I don't care about. On a discount, two for one sale, I'm not going to c- count myself out on that mm-hmm. one. But, like, in terms of just like straight up going there, paying full retail, I'm not doing it. Okay. We'll see. I'm not buying. We'll Nijago see when you're done with all this with stuff. With the exception of crazy sales. Okay. 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 All right. Good. Yeah, cool. we will see where I'm But, yeah, like, no, like, uh, Game's a ton of fun to play. It's a ton of fun to stream. It's one of those games that actually works well for streaming where I can talk to everybody and hang out. There's still these giant portions where I unbox something and I'm like, all right. And then it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes of me building the Legos on camera. And everybody loves that because then I just talk and we put together it's Legos. It's fucking Legos, and, man. There's yeah. is more
0: fun than Legos. And
2: that's the thing is like, I think, honestly, I'd forgotten how much fun Legos were to put together. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the Ghostbusters up there, but I don't have any room for it. So I never put it together. It's just in the box or whatever. And so this is the chance to sit there and build for a reason and not have it be too overwhelming right I can still put everything in a box and get it out of here uh, but like building like building the portal the other night and like here let me show alright so you got the portal I build the portal right and so I build the portal Tim and on the back here I put all these little, these little doodads right uh-huh. and I'm like that's a weird place you put it on the back nothing's happening on the back right and so then in the game I start I found one of these and then they were like alright stop you have to pull it off the. B-. it had instructions of pulling it off the back and putting it on the front so then I am matching. I was like holy shit I'm actually doing something with the portal now. The but why portal, do you have to do that? Because they do, basically if they're back here, I don't have them. And if they're up here, I do have them. And then they give me different abilities with the guys to move them around. They make portals. Uh, I, just, I just unlocked another one. I'm not 100% sure what it does yet. I don't know yet. But you, put them, you hop them around, use them through the portal, solve the puzzles with them and stuff. So what does Moses do in the end? <laughs> uh, I know you're not a big reader. That's of course Gandalf from the hit Ganondorf. film Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, of course, it,
1: it's Gandalf. Of course, I'm just kidding. Because if you remove the cape, he looks like. And the He's on the hat. mount. Take off the it witch's just... hat too, probably. I don't think Moses wore a <laughs>
2: wore a wizard's hat. <laughs> can we take the cape off? Yeah, take his head off. He's a Lego. You can do whatever you want to him. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, hey, don't lose his beard now. Very. There's Chell. So how was the the portal? Pack. B- Mind blowing. Really? Because it's like one of those things where I jumped into this game and I honestly knew that I liked the franchises. I knew what I had seen before from demos and stuff. I'm like, don't want to know much more about it. I'm going to have fun and get it. So I get in and I I literally get into level one after building the portal, uh, building the Batmobile and assembling a few other things. Jump in. What is wrong?
0: I'm just realizing. So these are real just minifigs.
2: Yeah, you build these. They all come loose and you have to open it up and go through the instruction manual and make them all.
0: I thought these were like... More of oh a, glued to the base yeah like, no I no, thought you, like you,
2: these were specific you pop the Batmobile off the base and it's a Batmobile you roll it down over there these are real Legos
1: this these is fucking real. awesome right yeah yeah, yeah exactly so, so here we go <laughs> no, now well, you no, made I Moses like like, <laughs> show to the camera together. there you go and then you put it on there Moses. But no, there's going to be some DLC about when he goes into <laughs> Egypt.
2: I jump into level one. I immediately backtrack because during my demo, they're like, "Oh, and here's where you can get your first mini kit or whatever." I'm like, mini kit? Yeah, help mini kit. Oh, okay. You know, you, where you go through or the one one of the pieces to assemble the whole mini kit. And it's like, "Oh, you need an explosive," and none of the guy, none of the guys I had at the time were explosive. But there, in the chat was like, "Oh, well, Homer's TV is explosive." I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll go get that." So I had to play the Simpsons level pack, jump in, it is the Lego Simpsons, which is so... like, But everybody maintains their art style, right? So, like, Batman looks like Batman. Wild style moves like the Lego characters in the yeah. movie did in the stop-motion thing, whereas the other people just move normally and shit. And then you jump into the Simpsons and it looks like the Simpsons and it's got these Lego Simpsons and it's like, whoa. But it was... Uh, the level is... Uh, the level pack, I should say, the level you play through, is the one where I don't know how big of a Simpsons fan you were, but it's yeah. the chili one where he had, he ate the uh, Cheez yeah. chili and then goes on the spiritual quest. So it's it's audio pulled from that. So I was like, oh, that's cool. It's telling me in a different way. They had Johnny Cash's VO, which I thought was crazy and awesome. And yeah. Stuff. And I was like, awesome, that was fun. It was a nice throwback. So in my head now, I'm like, that's how they're all gonna be, right? That's how it plays out. So then we jump into Portal Two and we're playing, and I'm like, and they start referencing Portal Two. And it's like, oh no, this is all new. This is Gladys. This is Gladoss. This is Wheatley. This is uh, J.K. Simmons's guy who runs. Like these are all new voices. This is a new Portal story in this yeah. level that is taking place after Portal Two, and you're you're working with Wheatley again and going. And they have the puzzles and the port like shooting the portal gun in, in making Lego portals and jumping through them and then solving. them. like, don't get me wrong, they're toned down yeah. puzzles and stuff. But that was awesome. And I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. And then outside of just the level pack. You're going to fly the invisible plane into Portillo? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Outside of just the portal pack, right? Like, when you get a level pack, you get this level pack that's a story that you Mm -hmm. play through, right? But then you also, if you have the character, when you have one of the characters, open up their hub world, where there's, like, random stuff to do, races to do, all this other stuff to do, right? And so, like, I played around DC Comics last night, where I jumped in, and it's Metropolis and Gotham are like slammed together, and everything's kind of in a hellish thing because that's what's happening in the game. I go in there immediately. There's this woman who's like, "Hey, if I have all the pieces, if you can help me, and you have to pay her the studs you've collected to build the Superman statue." And then it's like, "Okay, cool, that's one of the construction jobs done." And then there's another one over here. Then there's some Batmobile races. There's an, a flying race. Then I ran into Lois Lane, and she's like, voiced, and she's like, "Hey." Blah, blah, blah. And like, she basically runs from point, point A to point B to C to D to F or whatever around the city explaining what's happening. This is Arkham Manor and this is Lex Bill and like, p- getting attacked and you have a saver. I'm like, this is awesome. I kept wanting to do stuff like that. So I was like, oh, that's how those levels work. You jump into Portal 2's one and it's all the other AI cores are there and they all have challenges and puzzles for you mm. to do with the Portal gun. It's just like, there's a lot dude, of content. That's awesome. Like, like, yeah, yeah.
0: So the question I have is obviously, LEGO games have always really been about fan service and stuff like that. Yeah. Do is there a g- enough game there, minus the fan service, to make it fun and worth playing? Like if you were to play Ninjago, something that you have no real connection sure. to at all, do you think it'd be entertaining?
2: <sighs> Hard to say. Here's uh, so so. Let's go this way. All right. The re- I'm talking about the Portal and the Simpsons level, and I love them, right? Because yeah, they're I love those two franchises. Or whatever. Don't hit Cyborg with the bat. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I and I love those universes, so I'm clearly in love with them, right? But in the story mode, right? I'm dropped into uh, Wizard of Oz, and I don't have any affinity for Li- Wizard of Oz or anything. You have no fucking soul, Greg. Sorry, but I enjoy playing it. I'm running around. I'm doing it, Dorothy. Like, there's a bunch of funny jokes there. I'm fighting. You're the Witch. Doing wicked. Dorothy? I'm doing mm-hmm. Dorothy. It's fucked up. I'm fighting, That's some wicked, shit. I'm fighting the I'm fighting the wicked witch, right? Like I'm, I had fun in those. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Ninjago, you drop me in, and I would literally be like, I don't. Is this a cartoon? Is this a game? Is this? I don't know what the hell this is. is this is mm-hmm. just Lego figures. You know yeah, what I mean? it's All a Lego. All of Thanks. those can be true, so I don't know what specifically what that one will be. So I don't know for you. But so far, enjoying myself uh-huh. quite a bit. So is Colin. Yeah. Look, yeah. Legos are just fun. Look at them. He's run making into that. Make it back. Make Making. Oh, you running. run. <laughs> there you go. And then you put them on those things right there, and he can, Yeah, you got it. Well, yeah, it's like you this. got it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put him like this. That makes them no sense. Now, <laughs> now he's just like Ferris Bueller. viewer. <laughs> and then cyborgs in the middle.
2: You got Homer out here with his, his cola.
1: And that's oh how God. you play with toys, if you remember. Correctly. What do you What are you been playing, Colin? Uh, a couple Vita games. Uh, we played. I played a little bit of Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection. We'll save that. Um, I don't have too much insight into it, but we'll talk about Uncharted generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the Vita game Zeodrifter Drifter on my way home uh, a week or two ago, and it's a game by our friend uh, Jules Wassum, who who is the leader or the the owner and and CEO whatever of Renegade Kid, which is a studio down mm-hmm. in Texas that. Um, does mutant muds and stuff? They're basically a Nintendo developer, and they've been bringing their stuff to PlayStation. Um, so I'm actually a big fan of mutant muds deluxe on Vita, and and uh, you know he and I are friendly. We talk on on Twitter and see each other at trade shows and stuff. And he had sent us Z- he was the first person to send us a game when we had broken off, and he had sent us Zero Drifter on PC. Zero Drifter is also on PC. It's on 3DS. I think it's on Wii U. Um, and it's cool. It's like a very pixelated, which is what they do, stylized, uh, kind of, uh open-world Metroidvania game, but it takes, like, two hours to beat. So it's, it's like, bite-sized. It's kind of neat. Um, mm-hmm. And Renegade, Ki- Renegade Kids' hold whole shtick, whether it's a mutant monster in this game, and I don't know if it's in their other games because I haven't played them, but they like playing with uh, dimensions in terms of going into the background and then coming back into the foreground, so you, like, find things that allow you to go into the background and then jump back into the foreground, and that's how you play like the Donkey game. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Country Returns. Uh, pretty much. Uh, similar, yeah. What was that? That was Christine Yellen. Oh, okay. Um... And uh, it's, just, it's just a cool game because it's just bite sized. It's just four planets, and you land on each of the planets, and then you find something on the planet that you need, like fight a boss. All the bosses are the same. Mm-hmm. You fight the boss, and then like, you get something, and then you go back to another planet, and you can now get a little further. But you're like jumping around constantly. It's like way more backtracking than, say, like, Symphony of the Night or something. Uh but I thought it was like a cool little bite-sized game It takes a few hours maybe to play. If you want to get everything, it might take you a little bit longer cuz there's upgrades to find and stuff. And you can there's a trophy for beating the game in under an hour, I think. So, um there's some trophies to play around with. So I I recommend that game, Zeo Drifter. It was free a couple months ago, I think on PS Plus, but you can go buy it. It's probably pretty cheap. And I think it's also on PS4. Um so I do recommend that. And then I've been messing around more recently with uh, Dang and Rampa Another Episode Ultimate or Ultra Despair Girls, whatever the game's called, which is basically I've only played it for like a couple hours and it's the spin-off that when we had uh, um uh Kadaka-san here uh, who's the creator of the series talking about how it's a very different game it's not Danganronpa 3 um it's very fan servicey um and very story heavy which is fine but it's not quite clicking with me enough where I want to like continue to play it, but I will because I'm uh, you know I love Danganronpa um but it's like a third person shooter it's a little rough it's super violent which mm. I think is pretty interesting like the Danganronpa game What does that mean is it really bloody and stuff or Danganronpa is to, to skirt, I think, ratings issues and to also not scare people off, blood in Danganronpa games is always pink. And the... the Exciting. Which I think is actually really disturbing and unsettling. I think I like that design choice. I think it's actually way cooler than having it as red blood. Um, but the Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 2 are murder mysteries. So people, lots of people die, and they die in brutal fucking ways in the game. Like when Monokuma kills someone... He, he don't fuck around. No, he really doesn't. Like, the whole thing is... He wants him dead. The, so, the for people that don't know, Danganronpa's story is, in the first one, it takes place at a school, and the second one takes place on, like, a desert island. It's basically, like, kids, talented kids, end up isolated in this place, and they're locked in by Monokuma, who's a fucking teddy bear. And the game is about how you can only escape if you murder someone, and you get away with it. So, slowly people start dying, and then it's... So, it's like Phoenix Wright... Um, meets, meets like battle a battle royale, m- m- yeah. Basically, meets and meets like a virtual, like or a vi- visual novel. Mm-hmm. So it's like very story heavy. But then someone dies, and you investigate, kind of like Phoenix Wright. And then you have a trial, and Monokuma is the judge, and like everyone is like using these things called truth bullets and stuff to like, like truth tear, bullets, yeah, try to tear That's each other true. up. And then if the person's caught murdering someone, which is how the story goes, like everyone's ultimately caught murdering someone else. Um, Monokuma executes them in like really dramatic ways, and and so I, I'm telling you that because the game has always been violent, but this. And that's always been the unsettling nature of a teddy bear that is killing everyone. That's why Danganronpa is really, like, one of the themes is just it's just weird, you know? And this game is, just in the beginning, is, like, super violent because it's about... There are multiple Monokumas, technically, but in this game there are, like, a shit ton of, like, an army of Monokumas, uh-huh. and they're just murdering everyone. And the story is pretty cool because, at least preliminarily from where I am, it's about um, how... Uh, the kids are killing all the adults in this in the world. Like that's what it's all about. And 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 Children of the Corn is my favorite horror movie for the similar reason. I like that kind of story where it's like the kids are killing the adults. Like that's just super scary and weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have teddy
0: bears, and it's just you know, yeah, exactly. Much better. But like
1: in the beginning of the game, like their claws are coming out, and like the monokumis are just stabbing everyone and like killing everyone, and it's like super fucking violent. And I was like, it's pretty cool. But then it is just... the blood pink. It bloods pink. Okay. And then the story gets in the way though, because and I've been reading a little bit about it on Neogaf and stuff, where people are just saying the same things, which is like this. It's just so story heavy. Like you just want to play it. It maybe like Final Fantasy X, where the game just keeps getting in its own way. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that just in a couple hours, where I'm like, I might have played the game for five minutes. Yeah. You know, and that's a little disappointing me so those are the two games I'm spending time with on Vita in addition to uh, Uncharted because I'm just trying to kind of like tick these boxes of these games that I just need to get out of the way are you done with Mad Max uh no I'm not I want to go back and play Mad Max uh, I'm almost done with it uh I'm close to filling up the like getting everything in the entire map which means I assume that I have to be pretty close to having beaten it gotcha um but I want to spend time with Uncharted which we'll talk about in a minute and uh, that's going to take some time. But I will get back to Bad Max. And I intend on getting back to Dying like too. But who the fuck knows? We, there's nothing... The beauty is there's nothing really of any consequence for me coming out between now and Fallout. So I have time. Now, unless I'm it's missing finally something.
2: Finally time. <laughs> a,
1: little, yeah, a little Twilight Zone reference. I appreciate that. Uh, so unless there's something major I'm missing, I'm sure there's going to be yeah. incidental downloadable games and little smaller games that are going to come out that I'm excited about that I want to play. But like Soma, I still need to get through and all that. But I'm going to try to use this month of October wisely. To just get rid of some of this shit. Because mm-hmm. once Fallout comes out, it's you're over. fucked. It's that's, a, that's a that's a month all, of my yeah. life. And then um who I think it's know? more.
2: I think it's gonna be more than a month.
1: I mean, who knows? You know, like I hope that I wanna be smart when Fallout comes out with our schedules where it's like, let's get everything done so we can just not talk. <laughs> Do four game casts <laughs> yeah. the week before, the day before. Um, I don't know what's happening right. anymore, but uh, we're going playing. I can't wait. We're getting that's the other thing, Greg, and, and I know you're not excited about it, Tim, but we're getting close. We're like five and a half weeks away from I know. The
2: game. Well, I try to, I know, but that's why I try to. I mean, there's so much. It's, I'm on the same thing right now. I feel like I'm trying to clean things up before it gets here. You know what I mean? Like, you figure I'm waiting for, we're doing extra life, kind of funny.com slash extra life. If you want to join or support us, kick us some money for our fundraising efforts for Children's Miracle Network. Uh, but my plan is for my shift of extra life to platinum Metal Gear, mm. which I'm not, I need to do more housekeeping to get it into a place where it's like, all right, I have eight hours. What do I need to do yeah. kind of thing? You know what I mean?
0: That's cool. I mean, I'm the. I'm happy. I'm not looking forward to Fallout. Yeah, because that means that I have November to still catch up on all all this other stuff. Do you November think... will
1: probably be my Metal Gear beating time. Do you think every month's my beating time? Yeah. Every day's my beating time. Uh, so you guys are Do you extravagant? Uh, do you think there's any chance that Fallout might grab you? I don't.
0: Wow.
2: I really don't.
1: I mean, so are surprising. you going to give it a shot?
2: I will for you guys. Thank you. I just Can don't. Do... Let's I... do a Let's Play where you play. Okay. From the beginning. Don't okay. crouch the entire time this Don't crouch the whole time. I won't crouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm done for that. That that'll be that'll be interesting. I just I don't think it will. It's just too the the open world stuff, man. It just sounds too crazy. Do you
2: think you're gonna get hooked by Lego Dimensions? Get hooked by
0: it? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I don't. I'm excited for Transformers. I have oh, hope yeah. for Transformers. Devastation, Transformers yeah. Devastation. Next week. So Transformers, we'll get to this later in the topic where we talk about <laughs> science games are bad. So far, that one's not doing that for me. That's looking good. Okay.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a chance it might it's not. It's failing my test number one that you're excited about it. No, I know. So we're screwed for that. Yeah. But I'm,
0: I'm excited about that. Because um, I'm going to be playing the shit out of that come next week. Because right now I'm playing a shit ton of Uncharted.
2: Oh, are we switching topics? We are switching Did topics. Did it just happen or are we it, in the middle of it? We're now in topic two. Does it shoot? Oh, it does shoot. Oh, man, that's not a good idea. I know, right? Let's shoot a thing that's like the tiniest little thing. That's Cyborg, everybody, from the hit game Lego Dimensions. Don't worry. They, get, they send you three extras.
1: So. Do They're they? Yeah. I wish they did that when we were kids. Right. Well, they learned. They lost all my they missiles got, for all my planes and shit. My G.I. Joe planes. That ain't a good idea at all. So, okay. Uncharted. Right.
0: This is a very, very, very big deal to me that this Uncharted Nathan Drake collection came out. Because? Because. In uh, 2007, the game came out, Uncharted 1, PlayStation 3, and I did not own a PS3 at the time because I was a poor Child. You don't have to make excuses. Yeah. I
2: didn't own a P- I was on the PlayStation team, didn't own a PlayStation. Yeah, that was the <laughs> thing.
0: But then Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, sold a bunch of games, got my PS3, super stoked about it, beat Metal Gear 4, and then I was like, what's the the game that I've been waiting for? I remember there was a game I played at GameStop. There was this thing, there was a demo. I had forgot what it was. I didn't know it was Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Then I was like Google searching, trying to figure it out, scouring the internet. Yeah. And then I it. saw Uncharted. I'm like, that's what it is. And mm. then you
2: saw it's that.
0: I, I didn't realize... some
2: white guy. Fuck, there's a lot of these people. Yeah, no, no.
0: Games. I didn't realize that uh, which one it was, because I remember when it was first announced, and it just looked like Tomb Raider, like when they, the
2: first trailer for it. The guys who did Crash are doing this weird jungle game. You're like,
0: what? Yeah, and I totally wrote it off, but I didn't realize that it was the same game that I had played a demo of. And then I, I bought it, and I fell fucking in love with it. And Uncharted 1, to this day, one of my favorite games of all time. Then, 2 came out, I got distracted, started doing a bunch of other stuff, and eventually 3 came out, and I was like, I'm going to get to them one day. Then it got to the point where I was like, all right, I bought them. I bought both of them. And I'm like, I'm going to beat them. Just going to back-to-back beat them. Then the PS4 was announced. I'm like, they're definitely going to do an HD version. Yeah. And I'm the type of motherfucker that's like, I want to play the like HD shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to wait for them to finally announce it. And they announced it. Now it's fucking out. Now I get to play it. Sure. So now I get to join you, gentlemen. Yeah. As people.
1: That like Uncharted 3 to live, more than really.
2: Uncharted
0: 2. So... So far, I've been playing the shit out of these games. Um, I didn't play one because I already beat that before. You already knew one, yeah. Yeah. And I recently beat two, and I'm 25% through three. Okay. Planning to beat it within the next week.
2: So you already got to the part where Elena hangs herself.
0: I I think I missed that part. Okay. uh,
2: It's not coming up. Don't worry about it. Okay. But
0: (laughs) I'm fucking in love with this. This franchise and this game specifically, the collection is so good. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God, it's beautiful. They did such a good job of making last gen look great. This gen, yeah, and because uh, I remember Uncharted one and how it looked, and it looked great. And all the I played a demo of Uncharted two, so I remember how these all look and feel or whatever. But like this is some next level shit. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know from you guys is because obviously I have a lot of opinions as a first time player of this shit, but I want to know if you guys are excited about playing or if you played any of the collection so far and if people that have already played the games
1: mm-hmm. should replay we played 40 minutes or so of each For uh, of Drake's fortune among thieves and, and Drake's deception Um and I agree with you that well first of all and, and I and I said this on, on PS I love you but I, and I can't I just can't quantify because I just don't know whether it's it's necessarily true or not I don't remember that game looking that good mm-hmm. specifically the first one I just don't remember it looking like that I remember there being a massive jump between one and two and a much smaller jump between two and three, and I feel like the jump isn't really there anymore. And I don't know if it was, if it's just like they
2: put a sheen on all of this.
1: They have yeah, to I just add. don't. I, that's I,
2: the thing is like yeah, what you're saying is when you saw two after one, you're like holy crap. And like one looks now the way it looked in my head. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yep. you're, you sit there and you the jokes are always about Ocarina of time, right? Where you you think back and you imagine running through high rural field and it was beautiful, and you go back and it's just one flat fucking texture and two trees. And you're like, damn, you know what I mean? Like. Our, the Uncharted 1 playing through it again and Drake's Fortune on the collection, I was like, oh, this game's great. I'm like, "They something was done here to make it look more beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I
1: think, as far as I understand, Blue Point has, and I was reading about this because I just didn't, I, I actually didn't, I've only played Drake's Fortune in the collection. Greg played all of them on our on our Let's Play, so I don't, I don't know. The gist of it is that they apparently unified the combat a little bit between the games, which is cool because there was differences. People had a huge problem with 3's combat, especially, and I think that um, pre-patch, I think once they patched it, there was something off. That, mm-hmm. About that game with a lot of people, what? Not, I didn't really. I mean, I, I remember. I remember that vaguely. It's a long time ago. I, that's like 150 games ago. Um, but uh, so to answer your questions, uh, we spent a little bit of time, but not enough to authorita- authoritatively talk about the collection itself. Um, other than to say that I'm sure Bluepoint uh, has done a great job, as they I mean, always like he has, right? as yeah, as they always do. And we noticed some things in our let's plays that I'm not positive were in the original games in terms of like some weird. Uh like magnetism with jumps and some weird yeah, like some weird like frame jumping and stuff like I don't remember things like this, but they might have always been there and I just don't know. We were so enamored with these fucking games. Who the fuck knows? Uh but do I recommend playing them again? Yes. They're fantastic games. I'm gonna play through them all again. I think that they're fucking must-play games if you've never played them, and even if you have played them, I've platinumed all three of the games, as has Greg, on PS3. I'm going to platinum the three of them again. So and it'll be easier this time because crushing is unlocked and all that. Um, there is there is one mode that's not unlocked. Yeah, brutal mode is uh, not unlocked. And even though the trophies are not live yet, uh, I reached out to Sony and they sent me the trophies. And so I, I looked at them, and while I cannot tell everyone the exact extent of the trophies, I can talk a little bit about them according to my contacts there. And they they gave me permission to say that, A, there are trophies, gold trophies, attached to brutal difficulty. But what it appears to be, and what we were talking about today on Colin and Greg, Greg was uh, there seems to be DLC attachments to each of them in DLC the trophy in, list. in, 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 in quotes. quotes. So what I mean by that is like, it's like the core game has its core list and there are some new trophies on the core list, especially for 2 and 3 because they removed the online trophies because there's no online components. Yeah. But then there seems to be an extended version trophy list that is equivalent to a DLC or a downloadable game trophy list that has like a bunch of random shit in And then that trophy list are the brutal difficulty ones as long as like, along with all these other like trophies that Blue Point put into the game that were not in the game originally. So it seems like the Platinum might just be contingent on beating and on crushing, which is manageable. We've done that already. Um, these are... I hate using this word because it's like such a contrived and a meaningless word, really, but these are magical games. Mm-hmm. Like, these are... The Uncharted trilogy is special. This is the cream of the crop PlayStation-exclusive series. Not maybe the game. I mean, I think The Last of Us is better than all of the Uncharted games, but this is, from the studio that made The Last of Us, and this, in terms of a series, this is the most important, pivotal, paramount Apex series yeah. for PlayStation. And so everyone deserves and owes it to themselves to play these games. I don't think I think the Uncharted series is, avenge, is virtually unmatched mm-hmm. in terms of its combination of gameplay, story, acting, writing, and presentation. I don't think anyone does all of that better yeah. than the Uncharted series. Some, some A lot of series do gameplay better. A lot of series might do storytelling better. But none of them takes One all package. of that. I don't think anything. Maybe Bioshock and The Last of Us and a few other games. Yeah. You know, playing through them for
0: the first time, for all and uh, you know, intents and purposes, is it's it is magical. It is really amazing, and I'm just addicted to playing it. I keep thinking about it. It's one of those games where it's like I want to be, be playing it right now. I yeah. want to you know know what happens next. Sure. It's interesting though to see that in addition to them all being masterpieces, like at least so far, all three of them I would say are amazing games. It's crazy to see the improvement, like specifically from one to two. Because I loved one, I think one is such a great game. Two is so much better. Yeah. It's like not even a question. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that one was a lot harder than two. And I think hard, not in a like
2: fun, challenging, fun, way.
0: challenging way. Just right. to kind of this is bullshit. Bang, you're like, heading against the wall. Yeah, to survive this. Wa- this there's just so many again. waves of motherfuckers <clears throat> coming, and it's just like God damn. It. That's always
1: been their style with their first games too. crash. No, oh, yeah. Instance. you know, it's like that's they don't nail difficulty levels right mm-hmm. the first time. They just don't.
0: And uh, that, that's a very good point. I mean, it definitely feels like that. And it's not to say Uncharted 1 was difficult. <laughs> it's just compared to 2, 2 got the balance so much better. Yeah. It was just fun. Like, I never felt, anytime I died a couple times, it was my fault. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I had to do better the next time. That's yeah. good. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, that's when you design. feel like you're being rewarded to constantly keep pushing forward, it's great. And I think that the 1 was a little bit repetitive. Like, it was, you know, very much you, you climb a bit. Then cutscene, cut scene, and then you shoot a bunch of motherfuckers yeah, like and, and people just keep kind of coming. And then there wasn't too many set pieces in one. Like there well, was, there was a, a few like, you know, key things, but
1: especially not compared to two. Yeah. I guess set piece is kind of the wrong place. Maybe we were wrong where maybe arena.
0: Oh, makes yeah. Yeah. There'd be like an arena thing and then a puzzle and the puzzle just slows everything to like a crawl. Sure. Where all of a sudden it wasn't this forward moving thing. It's like, all right, I need to stop and think about this stuff. I definitely think the puzzle is the weakest parts so far, and that also goes into 2. I feel like two's pacing was so much better where it had that same format, but they'd switched up a bit more, and the arenas never felt as similar to each other. Like, I guess the terrain and being able... There was a lot more verticality in 2 than 1, for sure. And also just the locations being different made it feel more fresh. Like, being in a city compared to just a jungle the whole time. Yeah. And, like, it the the snow, and there's just so many different you know, variations on environments and that made it a lot better too. But then whenever it got to the puzzle parts, I was always just like, Oh man, like I know what I need to do here. This isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of looking at the journal and, you know, figuring out the clues of how you need to do stuff, it's cool and it's like nifty, you know, but nifty is the best way I can put it, mm-hmm. which is like that's not a good thing. It's just like, all right, I guess that's unique. And then on the PS4 you you hit the little like trackpad thing but then you don't turn the pages with the track. That was bag. weird, you right? turn it with the, the... It's like, those sections were the one things that I'm like, oh, this isn't perfect. Having said that, I still think it's... Fun. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know amazing. As perfect of a game as it can be. But like, there's, you know, I'm just g- giving my gripes. My, my small, you, minor gripes here. Um, but yeah, those sections, it was like, the puzzles are all so obvious. And it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. Why do I need to look at this picture and match these things that takes three years to... Yes. you know, rotate, do yeah. you know, all this stuff. It's like th- that. It's when it stopped feeling like, oh my god, I'm playing through a movie, and oh, I'm playing a video game. Sure, they, so, they're learning. Yeah, exactly. And it, like, I, again, I haven't beat three yet. Although 25 percent into three, I've already seen more of those bullshit type puzzles than were in 2 at all. Oh, you,
1: without spoiling, what did you think of the beginning of three? Did you Re- did you know that that happened? Did I know
0: that that happened
1: uh, after the intro? The don't say okay.
0: It, yeah, but... no, I didn't. Very cool.
1: That's like my favorite moment in any Uncharted game.
0: No, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's been very. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But three so far is the one that I'm most intrigued because I'm like, what's happening? Like, yeah. I don't know where this is Talbot. going. Talbot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine Marlowe. Is he cross-eyed, or is that just a? Uh... Glitch It's the it cutscene it cut I was looking at. There
2: must be a glitch in the cutscene okay. you're looking at. Because yeah, yeah, I thought in... that was part of his character. I'm like, that's pretty, like that's weird. <laughs> Captain Mar- Marlowe's cross-eyed friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh,
0: the biggest issue I had with 2 is th- the puzzle parts and the fact that it, it felt a little, just a little too long. Like, I feel like we could have shaved off maybe 10%. Like, one last... All right, now I have this clue oh, but this clue's not the final thing. This clue just shows I need one more place to go. And it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I felt like it was just the same story beat over and over and sure. over. Um, and is definitely already kind of remedying that. So it is cool to see the progression of them learning how to change it up and stuff. And it's it's two- was essentially one again, but bigger and
2: better. See, that was my problem with two, and why I think I, when we were talking about this, I always talk about why I think I like three more just from a story perspective is the fact that I thought two was supercharged one in, like, Mm -hmm. beat by beat of all this stuff's happening. All right, this guy's going to betray you. All right, this is going And really beat by beat. Like, there's story elements Guess what? There's a supernatural twist! You're like, what the fuck? No, this is out of the blue. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? And And that worked the first time. Yeah, oh, the first time I remember playing, like, holy cow! And the second one, I was like... I'm predicting everything that's about to happen. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean like, well, I'm aware. Not, not like, specifically, but in terms I of mean, I, but I mean, I
0: essentially predicted. Like, once the Supernatural stuff in 2 happened, yeah. I knew the source of it, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's just it's very obvious if you played the first game. Sure. Um, but, yeah, already playing the, the third one, I'm like, man, this is different. Yeah, like, the way they're handling up. the yeah. story is so different. Uh, the environments again and all that stuff. And then the gameplay changes, too. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun that, like, the opening scene of
2: 3... Is, the bar fight? Yeah, the bar fight. Amazing.
0: Amazing and Camera totally angles. unlike yeah. the uh, opening of two or the opening of one. And I think that's good because they totally could have just, again, you know, two opens with the big, with the the train hanging off the, the yeah, thing. Yeah. They could have just done that again with three, where it's like, here's another crazy-ass thing. How's Drake going to get out of this situation Yeah, Where the bar fight was, like, totally unexpected and, and fun and really... It was cool. And what happens after the bar fight, it was just like, what the fuck? What's yeah. going on here? And for a while, it started feeling a little tutorially. but it's the beginning of a game. Yeah, you know, exactly. That shit's exactly. going to happen. But yeah, so far, 3 has been a lot slower. And there hasn't been any any moment that I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. Because oh, 2 has some of those. Like, uh, I tweeted about this. Everyone always talks about this train sequence being the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. Now that I finally know what they're talking about, yeah. holy shit. That was amazing. That is a video game set piece 101. Everyone, every game designer should look at that and be like, "This is how to how to make fun." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Having said that, that wasn't my favorite set piece in the game. I think that the uh, the the building scene.
2: Oh right, 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 right.
0: Like that was better than the train scene. Like Mm. that was definitely something that had (laughs) me be like. Oh shit! I am engaged with what's happening. See, and right it's one of,
2: that's interesting. How much do you know about three sequences and, yeah, not, and stuff? Yeah. All right, great, perfect. I'm yeah. telling you because there's okay. a big one that was ruined in a commercial, right? That then spoiled it for when we were playing it in three. But I think what you're talking about with two in particular is the fact that they hid the train forever, mm. and the part with the building you played through. Multiple times at E3s and preview events and everything else. So that's probably why I get swept under the rug in terms of critics and press opinions. We knew about it. I remember, I think I described that point by point in one of my first previews of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. People knew about that. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, what you're talking about. Because I did
0: not. It's funny, because I knew about the train, at least being a big thing. Sure. Didn't know about the building. So when it was happening, I'm like, what the shit is happening right now? yeah. Yeah,
1: my favorite sequence, I won't spoil it for either. It's not even what Greg's talking about either in the commercial is... Is my favorite my favorite set piece and favorite scene sequence in uh, you'll know it I think when you get Mm -hmm. there once you once you beat three I'll I'll ask you about it because it's I think it's fucking extraordinary and I think it's actually one of the overlooked ones from the entire series. But will do you know what I'm talking about? No, I've no you've given no details on what you're talking about. I don't want to say. I don't want to. I want to. I I don't even want him to know it exists. Okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, when Elena hangs herself. Right. Exactly
1: and that's
0: the other thing my god man the characters like I knew I loved them like yeah. even in one they were so great but two really solidified like man I care about these characters I care about the relationships so much and it's like they added all the new characters they added in two oh, sure. I fucking loved right. the villains I fucking hate them you know? Uh well Lazarevich, whatever but the, uh, the other Ah, I'm bald and angry I'm gonna drink this stuff and I, I like that he calls him Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the fucking the dialogue is just so good it um, is really and good and everything Sully says Period. Yeah. It's just the it's best. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, the El Goddamn Dorado. El
2: Goddamn
0: Dorado. And, uh, In 3, he has a, another goddamn line that I really liked, but I it's, it's
2: blank right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I don't like, I am the opposite of Colin, where I, I loved those games and I had fun platinuming me, and I just don't, fe- I'm not psyched to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I feel like when Last of Us was coming to PS4, I was like, yes, I've been craving replaying Last of Us. Awesome. And I sat down at the weekend and I got to the damn, and I was just like, I'm not feeling this. Like, it's just not the same. And I don't, and like, I mean, granted, Uncharted's are a bit different because every we had the Platinum. So it was backwards, forwards. I reviewed them. I knew those games. You know what I mean? And so maybe that's part of it. And I just don't want to, don't feel like going back and doing it again. Mm-hmm. I loved those games. If you've never played them, I would say, yeah, for sure play them. But if you're like, you asked earlier, you know, if somebody hasn't, if you've played them before, should you play them again? Like, that's a. I have the beholder kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I just don't have it in me, I don't think.
0: See what's interesting to me is the 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 changes that they made, like the physics stuff, and they did make the games feel from what I I've been reading, they made all three of the games feel more similar to uh-huh. each other. And uh, just the controller alone makes it so much better. Like, well, it was being weird to play to, it and use the triggers. Yeah, being like, able to oh, use shit. the trigger and, like, to reload with R1 and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it feels so much more natural than the PS3 controller did. And I never really had an issue with the PS3 yeah,
1: controller. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you can switch back to L1 and R1, and I did. Oh, Because, really? like, I'm like, that's just how you play these games. Like, that's... that's It's going to be weird going on Shard 4. I'm sure they'll give you, maybe you the they'll option. They'll give you the option, option again, for sure. But I feel like these games, like, where they're, they're, they're I'm just used to playing them with L1 and R1 and when I tried to play them the triggers I'm like I can't I can't play like this mm-hmm. it's not it just doesn't feel right oh, this man. isn't
2: what Neil Druckmann imagined
1: and then I in playing I, I probably should have waited to do this
0: but it didn't really spoil anything anyways but 25% through th- 3 last night before I went to bed I pulled up the Uncharted 4 like trailer yeah, the, yeah. I'm like oh my god I am so excited for this yeah, Like yeah yeah Oh, it's, it's gonna be, be so fun! Yeah. So after I beat three, I'm gonna play Golden Abyss, and I'm oh wow, very, very excited. Bastion, I'm just right in game? like a fucking good. Very Uncharted very, yeah. game. but the thing, going back to you replaying it, it's like these games are similar to movies in the sense that like some people like rewatching movies over and over, and other yeah, people yeah. don't. And yeah. Like I, for me, I can't imagine really wanting to go back and play these Uncharted games again after I already beat them. Yeah. Like it's the the gameplay is amazing, but the gameplay is a tool to progress the story. Yeah. To do and the I the love story. that. Because it's like, this is... Alright, one last topic I want to talk about before we move on is... Subtopic in this topic. Yeah, the subtopic within this is the fact that it's crazy how earlier I was talking about how different generations have control schemes that kind of just change or whatever. Yeah. And um, playing... going from playing Metal Gear Solid Five because I put that on hold to play this. Sure. It's crazy that Uncharted just does not feel right. Like... MGS5's action, just like going around shooting and everything, and like the stealth and all that. I'm like, this feels fucking awesome. And then playing this, it's like, oh man, this feels a little off. And it's like, I know it's just because I was just coming from that. It's so hard to go back. These are games that are 10 years old. It's so hard to
2: go back. That was the thing of playing the Uncharted 2 opening where we're like stealthing around trying to take out those guards. And mm -hmm. I was in the fountain. And I like creep over, I creep over behind the guy, and like you snap a cover and come around, and then it's like, all right, I hit the square button to grab him, and I just stand up and do like, a whiff a punch at his head and alert him. And I was like, like, Wait, where's the sweet spot? Like that felt like, that would have been in Metal Gear, the sweet spot, to yeah, get up and choke the guy. And t- but it's like, okay, this is I got to figure this out. This isn't that game. This yeah. isn't that thing because and, of the time.
0: And that's the the cool thing for me is like, you know, I take a took a break from Metal Gear because I wanted this linearity, and it's just like, man. I wish Metal Gear did play a little bit more like this story-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just, I just want to just get through this thing and be con- constantly rewarded for what I'm doing. But just pure like the the feeling of how the character feels <laughs> and how you feel in control of the of what you're doing. Like Snake is just so much more like on point, and I cannot right. wait for Uncharted Four. Like I think Uncharted Four is just gonna merge those sure. two to be sure. this fucking perfect experience for me personally. Yeah, um, yeah. So, topic three of the day. Signs you know a game will be horrible. Tim
2: likes it. Yes. We've already all identified right, so it. If that... Tim is excited about a game, it's going to be garbage. Because this has come from the guy who was not excited for Metal Gear 5, but has been fucking banging the Tony Hawk 5 drum was excited drum for Tony Hawk Ho- for forever. Metal Gear 5? No, you remember? You were all like, oh, I don't know, I didn't like Peace Walk. I don't know if I'm going to like this. No, but I was still excited for
0: it. I was super excited for Metal Gear. All right. So this topic was originally going to be why you need to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. And it's not that, because I can't, you know, sit here and tell you that you should play this Now, for the game. record,
2: you haven't played it either, right? I've played it. Oh, no, you have. I, I apologize. Have, yeah, yeah. I thought I, you hadn't played it yet. I haven't played it
0: extensively enough to really, like, give a full review sure, sure, of the sure, game. Sure. I've played enough to know its problems and to know what I like about it. Um, so I'm going to treat this topic what like what would have been that, just there's not that much positive things to say. Sure. It's bad. Period. It's bad. It doesn't make sense how... A game that is this high profile from Activision. Like, you know, there's money being put behind this. Tony Hawk's name is on this. This is not a spin off of Tony Hawk. This is, we're going back, we're doing it right, except we're not. Yeah. You know? And for me, my holdout for it was, I was like, all right, the graphics look really bad. Shit, whatever. Oh, all the video. Mm, why does it look like no trailer for this was even edited? Right. People right. just released footage. And didn't even think about what was being shown. How come I haven't seen anybody that actually knows how to play playing in any footage at all? All these signs that just looked really bad. But I'm like, whatever. It's still Tony Hawk. If the gameplay's there, I'm fine. I played with it for like 15 minutes. And that was enough to be like, all right, this is not right. didn't come together. You know, it's for anybody that played all the... I played every Tony Hawk game, at least in the core. I played all the Pro Skaters, all the Thugs, American Wasteland, Project 8. Um, the only one I didn't play was the ride. No, so those don't count. Full like, of technology. Those. Um, what was after Project Eight? Uh, the whatever the hell it was called. It was another. of the P. Um, George breaking.
1: I think I'm just gonna not move it. Okay. okay. Yep. Sorry, but that shit
0: was bad. It was really, really, really bad. So playing the old games was amazing for me. That was a game I looked forward to every year. It was an annualized thing that was good. And you look back at Tony Hawk Two. Ten out of ten from IGN. Tony Hawk Three. Ten out of ten from Gamespot. Damn. Like these games were ten out of ten quality, right? Right. And now you look at this and you're like, what? And yeah, this is could Tony you Hawk's, imagine this would
2: happen? To right? your series?
0: To Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. Like this is getting that title. And like their whole thing is we're going back to the roots. And I play it. I'm like, man, did you guys play the other games? Like, there's no roots here. Like, there's none of this makes makes sense. They got rid of the two minute run. I'm like, what? The f- did you play the other ones? This doesn't even fucking make sense. And like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 was a little bit more open where you go in these big maps and kind of take missions from people and this is more similar to that except the maps aren't big. And there's like no things going on in the level. There's no like cars going driving around or like people like NPCs or anything. It's just yeah. just bare flat empty land. And I'm like, "All right, I can deal with that if the gameplay is right." The gameplay feels like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD that came out like a couple of years ago which was also made by Robomoto. and it's close but it's not right. This doesn't feel like Tony Hawk 3 or 4 or 2. This feels closer to 1. And like that's like not a good sign, you know, like that's a yeah. super fucking old game. And uh HD I kind of you know, looked past its problems because I was like it's Tony Hawk, at least they're, they they have getting a all. Tony Hawk. I'm getting a Tony Hawk that I haven't had forever. It looks fine for a downloadable PS3 game like Whatever, it has classic levels. It was a semi-remix of one and two together. I'm like, cool, I'm having three eventually with the DLC. I'm having fun with this, and I had a lot of fun with it. I played the shit out of it, and I loved it. This one takes away all the good things about that one, and keeps all the bad stuff, and then adds worse stuff. Mm, mm. You've all seen by now probably the glitch videos.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. And I, all that stuff. Fall through the world. And all the weird physics the and
0: shit. Now, to be fair, Tony Hawk games have always had really weird bail physics and like weird shit happens and you go through a wall and like whatever. That shit always happened. But there's always an amazing solid game behind that. Right. So you, then, you overlook those flaws. Yeah. I, I need to spend some more time with this game to really see if, if there is that sure. solid game there. But mechanically, there's just some problems with this shit. Like, they added a new function where if you hit triangle, you slam, you, you instantly slam down. Like, your gravity just goes up so you can, like, get onto rails faster or whatever. And when I first saw that, I was like, all right, cool. That's a gameplay mechanic that I can see helping for combos and, like, actually being good. But they said it's the triangle button, which is also your grind button. So that means that whenever you're near a rail, it does that thing where it's not sure if you're trying to grind or trying to fucking slam. slam yeah. So you'll just fucking slam to the floor and your combo's done. And it's like, well, and I've, if that was like a one-off thing, I'd be like, all right, whatever. That happened to me consistently Damn, in son. little I was playing. So I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. Yeah. They changed this to reverts R1. You can change the controls. So that's not that big of a deal. But it's like, they're just fucking with shit. The only, the great thing about it, and people are hating on this, but I think that they're just being assholes just to be assholes. The soundtrack's awesome. Playing through it, I'm like, it does feel like a Tony Hawk We got game. Good Charlotte in there? Right? Good Charlotte's not there. but Blink-182. Playing through it, it does remind me of being a little kid. It it feels like Tony Hawk. Wiz Khalifa. It just looks like a Tony Hawk game that... It looks like the HD version did, but the HD version was a fucking $10 downloadable title on PS3. This is a $60 boxed retail When game.
2: I, I thought it was just to download this game, and then I saw people on Facebook, the kind of funny Facebook group with photos of it. I was like, what the hell? Like, really? Like, whoa. I did not realize that was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to your question of, like, you know, what are signs games are bad, like, we've talked about this a lot. So, I mean, some of them, I'm sure, will be. But, like, the first, of course, is when, like, no one is getting copies of this game. The gaming press, yeah. enthusiast press, has been vocal about the fact that, heads up, None of us have this. We're mm-hmm. not getting this. Activision isn't giving it out. And you know, that's usually, for you know, 90% of the time, yeah, troubled that, waters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very something bad, bad is happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bad sign. Also a bad sign when your game is smaller than the day one patch, which <laughs> is uh, what is the case with the the game itself is like five gigs. The patch is seven gigs, something like yeah. that. It's a terrible sign for your game. Um, so I think
0: that's a terrible sign, but I also think that's being a little blown out of proportion. Like, to me, the sizes and numbers and stuff, I think the internet just likes to get upset about. None of that fucking matters if the the shit's... That, like, who cares how big the patch is? The day one patches are... It's a normal thing. It's not good, but I don't think that that's a What's sign. What's the point of the of, fucking like, disc Yeah, know? I don't, no, I don't agree with uh, you uh, at I, all. I'm totally with that, but I'm just saying, like, in the modern day of how games work, like, I don't think that that, that the sizes of the the install files matter.
1: I do. I think that it matters a great deal when the when the patch that fixes the game is bigger than the game. I think that's absolutely relevant. I think that's a totally salient thing to for people to be upset about, but I understand if some people don't. Or to be a sign of trouble. Yeah, like it, so the game went gold early and and it clearly wasn't ready and it's not uncommon day one patches are, are everywhere now and that's fine. Every even great games get day one patches. But the day one patches are not 7 gigabytes. Well, so and the, they're not. My thing is
0: I think the size doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But it's more of a thing with Tony Hawk specifically. You can't play the game without the patch. Like the the on disc thing is only like the tutorial and like a free skate mode or whatever. So that's bullshit. Like that, there is a definite problem with the way this game was released. But I don't think the size is necessarily the problem.
1: Yeah, I don't agree. I think I think I think it's just I think that's weird when when you're releasing a batch of data that is bigger than the game. The bigger than the game to fix the game or to add what is supposed to be in the game because they had to reach a certain certification or QA. Yeah, the go, death, go way before. Um, I think that's that's weird. And that's uncommon. There are good games that have bigger patches, like Killzone Mercenary had a huge patch. That's a good game. So it's not always always that case. But that was when I read that I was like, that's really strange. Um, the other thing that's that's weird about it is just generally I think that this might have been. A, I'm interested to see the scores. Everyone seems to hate this fucking game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this seemed to be a game where I'm like, I don't understand why you're even releasing this. You yeah. know, like, like, and I'm right there with you, man. It's, it's not; they're not. Activision is not a small publisher; the biggest publisher in the world. They can they can afford to make good games. They typically do make good games, which is one of the things that I think is weird. I I don't like prototype, for instance, but those games worked and they were fine and people did like them. Um, it's weird they don't often release a game that I think is going to settle in the bad territory based on what I've heard about the game from a lot of different sources. Um, it just seemed to be a game that was just they should just been like ah. Like, And they shouldn't have identified that now. They should have, in the summer, maybe been like, this game they is knew. not ready.
2: They knew. That's the thing you're talking about. Another sign is, like, why were these trailers so bad? Trailers are when you're supposed to be using vertical slices and all that stuff to show a game that is not what you're going to get. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Why did they change the art style so late to be this cell-shaded so stuff? So late. Why did it seem like they've been hiding this game forever? They mm-hmm. have. You know what I mean? Like, it's a Tony Hawk game, and like we, it got announced by the fucking chef putting out a... Goddamn Instagram post when he set up the yeah. event. You so know it, I mean? it first leaks
0: from a Instagram post of some random person that shouldn't have, have done that. Yeah. Then it gets formally announced at E3 during Jeff Keighley's YouTube stream during all the other press conferences. Right. So everybody didn't even know it actually happened. Yeah. Like me, being a huge Tony Hawk's Pro Skater fan, couldn't immediately find a trailer at E3. Like I remember I had to look for it and search through... A whole fucking live stream to yeah. be able to see it. I'm like, that's a problem. Then the the trailer that they showed was it was like two minutes long, and a minute and thirty seconds of it was developers talking about. It's Tony Hawk, man. It's coming back, man. It's gonna be. Great. It's, we're going back to the classics. It's. Yeah we're, yeah, doing, yeah. we're doing all the things you love, and then it's like you see maybe three seconds of gameplay, and the rest of the gameplay is on a computer screen in the back. Right. And even that
2: didn't look good. And that's the big. That's one of the big things too. Is like show don't tell. Yeah. When it's just to, like you know what I mean. Like it, this. There is, there's a time for that. A great time, right, was not what it would have been, E3 2014 EA's press conference. Of, hey, we're working on Mass Effect. We have a new Mass Effect coming. We ain't ready to show you anything about it. Hey, we're working on Battlefront. Here's some you know concept art that we're doing with speeders and stuff. We're not ready to show. You know what I mean? And those games were, it turns out, a year and a half away for yeah. Battlefront and two, you know, two for Mass Effect, probably if not more. And whereas, like, when you're here and like this game comes out this year and we're not showing you anything, that's bad. Yeah. And this goes back to again on how you do it and how I knew Persona Five wasn't coming out. Where was the information on this game? Mm-hmm. You're not. It's not suddenly going to pop up, and you know Persona is going to be an awesome game. So that's why it was like, well, this game is not coming out. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tony Hawk, they're like, all right, yeah, we're going. You're like, I guess they're probably going. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's so weird that they that they did release this game and that they are just pretending it's not bad? I don't even know. Like, it's it's shocking to me that they can do this and that they would do this and it makes any sense. Like, had they known that it's going to be bad and if they were fucking around with it like, oh, the phys- physics are horrible. None of this makes sense. The Bales look funny. <laughs> yeah. All the characters look dead even with the new art style. Things are just fucking stoic and weird. Like, weird to a point that it's like the PS1, Tony Hawk 1 didn't even look this weird. You know? That yeah. looked like something. This just looks like who the fuck approved this?
1: Yeah, I mean, just based on what I've seen... I mean, again, I haven't played so I don't want to... Maybe I'd love it if I played I don't know. I don't want to make any assumptions. I just... I'm just seeing people kind of go off on this game. The People have been skeptical of this game for a long time. And I think that Activision's calculus might be that, A, like, this game might not... You know, Neversoft doesn't exist anymore. This is a smaller studio that doesn't really do anything. It's probably cheap to to make, for them to make this game. Um, and their calculus is probably like, we can probably sell a few hundred thousand of these just... B- just based on them yeah. being on the store shelf, and reviews are not going to matter, and people aren't going to see them, and they might have buyers' and remorse. But mm-hmm. they're not at- that's the thing is that big game publishers aren't stupid. And in fact, I would say the bigger the game publisher, the less stupid they are. So, Activision knew full well that this game wasn't good. They and and and, and to reiterate, because we said this before, publishers get mock reviews, publishers pay lots of money to like ex critics and people in the industry to review their games mm-hmm. early and then be like what do you think this game is going to be write us a review based on what you think this is going right. to be and that every game gets those multiple ones um so i think that it's just it, it's just there's got to be some sort of financial calculus behind yeah. it the thing is is that this is going to have long term ramifications on tony hawk and yeah, and and, and, and mean, unlike unlike rock band which i think is ready to come back and is going to come back and i'm not sure how it's going to do there's always gonna be space for a good skate game and they think they're fucking themselves. And what they're really doing is giving EA a way to come back to the They just are absolutely fucking teeing it up. And I and I bet you skate is in development. Uh-huh. You know, so like they're EA's probably looking at this being like, excellent. Yeah. You know, yeah. now we can come back. At EA conference in E3 next yep, year and yep, be like we yep. at, we're, we skate for take a little take a little slam at at your publisher in a very cursory way. We know real you guys are waiting for back. a real skateboarding game. We have a skateboarding yep. game and there's again it's a fucking meatball down the plate for these guys to just God, fucking makes hammer. Me so hungry every time we see it.
0: <laughs> <that. laughs> yeah, it's interesting to me though because looking at this and how much of a disaster it is and the fact that they're still putting it out. My first gut reaction is. Are they targeting the streamers and the let's play people that are gonna like just do dumb things? Great question. Shit with this game? Great cause Cause like
2: The first thing I, I saw Ray like, last night, Brown Man on mm-hmm. Twitch, they're playing it, right? And I popped in and I watched for a while. And he's just like, ah, this is, ta- ah, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's terrible suddenly... in that way,
0: though, you yeah. know? And it's like, that's weird. If that's what they're doing, it's like, man, why'd you have to do that with Tony Hawk? Like,
1: you could have just right. fucking put out. I think that's giving them too much credit. Me too. How I think you get Me to too. the
2: point of like, are we gonna cancel this game or not? No, we're not gonna cancel it because we will ship. Or sell through or whatever, hundred you know, whatever thousand copies, which will get enough to make back the money we put into it, or at least some of the money we put yeah, into it. Yeah, but it's just
1: that's the weird thing and that's why guys really or studios and publishers really need to worry about their IP and their catalog, because yeah. this will have ramifications. It always bad games always do injure the perception of future games out of that franchise. If they're bad, it just always goes that but way. But maybe they and, were done with this. I mean that's what I sucks. Hope not. Is, I mean, that's be...
0: what sucks to me is that this is it. This is my last chance at getting a Tony Hawk game, the one that I want. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, do you know how excited? I mean, you guys know how excited I was about this being. You want to shut up about it? That's insane. That they they're going back to the original naming scheme. Like that says something. And this game does not say that. This game is just, it's.
1: It should have been everything.
0: Play, man. It's like here's my thing. It is still fun, and like it is still fun to play. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm gonna beat the hell out of this game. Well, it is. Like that's the thing. It's Tony Hawk, man. Like. It looks dumb. There's weird branding everywhere. Like You're getting annoyed
2: with your grind slams. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. It's like, yeah,
0: you have to work around it, but the game is there. It is fun. It's still Tony Hawk. I still enjoy it and skating around doing all this dumb stuff. But there's so much dumb little things for somebody that actually really enjoys the Tony Hawk gameplay and is good at it. Like, the wall rides are just wrong. To wall ride in this game, Colin, you know how before you'd go against it and, like, go up on the side? You need to go straight into the wall, jump at it.
1: And then you wall ride, yeah. That makes fucking sense. This is the thing about they just didn't massage this game right. Wrong developer, wrong amount of money, wrong premise, maybe the wrong name. It seems to me that if like Activision again has the money to spend money on making the game properly, and since the home studio doesn't exist anymore for this series, they were making Call of Duty stuff, and I don't, they never saw it even exist anymore. Uh, or you know. if they do, they just disbanded them into other and folded them into yeah. like Raven and other studios that, that Activision owns. It's just frustrating that it's like, I, I just think you have to take better care. It's like giving a game like Uncharted to, I don't know, fucking CyberConnect or mm-hmm. something. It's like, all right, you guys can do this, right? And it's like, maybe they're just not up to the task. I don't know. I don't know these guys' history or whatever, but it just seems like this is a game that has a legacy and it needs to be treated better. If you're going to go mainline, which they yeah. did with T- with with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and also and it I don't, being retail, I don't think this is going to be the end of Tony Hawk, but I do think that this is going to have bad perception issues, and this is a weird move for Activision. And I cannot remember an Activision game that was released that seems like it's going to be outright bad since Declassified, and I don't know that they even published that game. I think Sony might even publish that game, mm-hmm. so. um it just seems weird. It's like a weird thing. Like yeah. you don't see Ubisoft or Activision or EA releasing games that are like terrible, bad. Yeah, like so you know they're not dumb. They know what they know what they're doing. They 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 knew what this was. They <laughs> clearly have a plan. I don't know if it's going to pan out for them or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious to play. And again, I want to reiterate: this is all conjecture. I have not played the game. I am just going through like NeoGaf threads and looking at trailers and just for months, everyone's been being like this. game. This yeah. game looks all fucked up, you know? And Activision's certainly holding on the re- review copies and not sending them out to anyone until the game's launched. Like... Yeah. That's what we're talking about on Colin and Greg Live today. That happens once in a blue moon to a good or great game when they're really trying to hide something. Hide like a story spoiler right. or a game Or they game just mode. straight don't trust you. There are certain publishers that do that. Mm. But when, not, Greg said 9 out of 10 times, I'd say 95 out of 100 times. I'd say even more than that. When a game is delivered or you don't get a copy of it before the day comes out, like, and you're in the enthusiast yeah. Press, it's bad.
0: Before we move on, is there any other, like what are other signs besides that? I mean, you guys have a lot of experience when it comes sure. to dealing with this stuff. And I think we've played
2: a lot out. Right?
1: Developer is is the big one, I think personally. Sure, you can tell by somebody's history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, again, like- these are yeah, these aren't telltale. Like this game's bad because of this developer. It's just saying like it's you know like Lady Liberty with her fucking blindfold on, and you give her a scale, and it's like knowing what you know, these guys developed the game, put it on the scale, and it like tips it a little bit yeah. or whatever, and it's like this is the release window and maybe it tips it a little bit more and this is when we got the game and this tips it a little bit more one way or the other. Where is the trailer? Why haven't you seen this? Why, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
2: Like, so many of these games are, so many games are so anxious to get in front of you. You know what I mean? That's how it is. That's what PR's job is. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't. There weren't many reviews for Lego Dimensions early, right? But there was a stream on our channel the week before. It had shown up on live shows and yeah. they played extensively. You knew it was happening. There had been events for it at Comic Con and other things. And I'm just using that as an example right now. But that's how a PR rollout goes for something, right? Mm-hmm. You see these things pop up, and Tony Hawk was a ghost, right? Like yeah. when on our Gamespot show, like it was Tony Hawk who came by, which was awesome. Let's talk to Tony Hawk for a while. But it was like, yeah. he didn't have like demos to show. He wasn't playing. I mean, it even live. then,
0: it's like playing Tony Hawk. We've been to a whole bunch of different events and stuff, and I don't think Tony Hawk was ever playable. I, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think it was ever playable at on the show floor for the public. Right? Like, was
2: it was it at GameStop? I thought we walked by one on the at the GameStop. X, th- but... th- you're right. It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But because I know that it was playable at some point, like I was invited to play it at yeah, different yeah. points, but uh, it wasn't at E3 on the show floor. Sure. And uh, at, at Comic Con, it wasn't on the show floor either. So, I mean, that's those are definitely signs too. Right. Playable for the public at events where it's playable for other
1: people. Yeah, right, there're right, right just right. there are signs. It's just uh, the thing is is that again the lady liberty kind of or the you know the uh, justice and not liberty justice I said liberty before it's not true it's justice. She just knows how to hold the torch. Uh, is uh, it's just the scale can be out of whack like Wolfenstein for instance uh, the new order being made by uh, machine games like who the fuck are they? So like you drop that into the category of, like I don't know but it actually ends up being a fucking awesome. And remember game. that they so, that was a game that they didn't hide. Hey, I remember showing up to my PAX.
2: I'm like, all right, the demo's going to take three hours. You're like, what? Yeah. No. But then you sat down and you played it. Like, oh, the game's great. No wonder they want me to play it for so long. You know what I mean? Like They're yeah. not afraid to talk about it.
1: And I, I will say, to reiterate, although it doesn't answer the question about good or bad, is that this is why I hated previews, and this is why I hated previewing games a lot, and this is why I think previews are largely useless, because even when a game is bad like the order 1886 for instance they figure out ways especially closer to launch mm-hmm. to you a little bit they like sony actually had done done this to us and they didn't, they're not doing anything to us they're just they're putting out their game and we kind they're of interpret the best it. part exactly beyond two souls was a good example like we were really dubious of this game i went and played it right before it came out and they showed us a really cool sequence the wood sequence when they're running away from the cops I'm like, right this right, is right. really cool game ended up not being very good the order 1886 was super dubious about it uh they show us the uh, the Zeppelin sequence, which is maybe the best part of the game. Um, I was like, okay, maybe there's promise yeah, whatever. Yeah, they've, they've
2: turned it around, right? Exactly.
1: And, and Knack, again, like, Knack is a really great example because Knack is like... I, I played Knack at E3. I don't think I wrote anything about that E3, but I was like, oh, this is actually coming together. Like, this game I think is going to be fun. I had Knack was one of those games where, like, I remember when people were playing it before it came out and are like, this game's bad. And I'm like, really? I didn't like, like I, it. I, 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 w- I was like... I could understand it not being good, but there was nothing about what I had seen to indicate that it was going to be bad. And so I guess what I'm saying is that, like, the proof's ultimately in the pudding. It's only when you get the full experience of the full game do you have any idea how the game really is. And that's why I think – that's why previewing to me was always a matter of, like, I want to be honest and brutal when I need to and be pr- give it praise when I need to. But it was all about that balance because it's like I don't really know. yeah, You know, I'm just – this is my interpretation of what I've been shown – from this vertical slice, as opposed to reviewing the entire game where you get the whole package. And that's why I think like, people just need to be a little more wary of previews. Not because people are writing previews that are not honest, but because previews are just based on what they want you to see.
2: Yeah. And, to and
1: it always works to the game's benefit. And that's mm-hmm. what was alarming about Tony Hawk. There was nothing there was they wanted nothing. us to see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lil Wayne, they wanted us to see Lil Wayne. I don't know. He's he a playable skater in the game, he's a, a famous skater. Do they have
2: 311 in the 311's game? 311's not
0: in
1: the game. No, We're sweet tooth is, though. Bullshit. That so that's great. Wait, this
2: sweet tooth uh, twisted metal character, mm-hmm.
1: really?
0: And Ratchet and Sackboy, oh,
2: PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got Master Chief in the other one.
0: No, they got someone else. I don't know. There's some weird robot. Major Nelson. I saw. No, I don't even know. Vector Man. I don't even. Vector Man. No, no, no. It does kind of actually look like Dreamcast Batman. exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny you say that because Tony Hawk 2 on Dreamcast was like the best version of that oh, game. I played them on PS1. Me too, but the Dreamcast one was. Fantastic. This topic brought to you by It Was Lit. Brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek gamer or a pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate's the subscription box for you. Loot Crate's a subscription box service with $40 worth of geek gamer and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. Delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash kfgames and enter code kfgames to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month there's a different theme, which are all inspired by classic movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. And the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. Basically, Loot Crate's like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And then it's over. You can't get it anymore. Jack. Go to lootcrate.com slash and Enter code kf games to save $3 on your new subscription today. Final topic of the day. As always, brought to you by the Kind of Funny Forums.
2: Kind of Funny Forum Hi.
0: If you have a topic you want us to discuss on this beautiful, beautiful show, go go! to com slash topic, Leave a post, and we'll get to it, just like we did, for Jalapenilio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see nah. what he's doing there. No? It, was, it was all right. I, I mean, I wasn't excited. I, was I right. actually really, really, really enjoy this question. If you had to estimate how much money would you say you've spent on games, consoles, and DLC, how much would it be?
2: Oh my Are God. we counting what, what our, our parents spent on us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. I in college, I remember getting interviewed for a girl who was working on her, in one of her journalism interviewed classes. Interviewed for a girl, getting interviewed by a girl is what I meant to say. Oh, Sorry if it. I didn't. Uh, who was in a journalism class my freshman year? and She knew I was big into video games, and it was yeah. She I, she asked me like what all I had owned, and I ran her through all the systems, not of a game, obviously. And she's like, "Does it ever boggle your mind to think about how much money you spent?" And I was like, "Not until right now." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Now now, I have no idea. I mean.
1: I'm gonna use my calculator here. Okay, because <laughs> I remember I
0: had this conversation back with my friends in high school where we'd stop and like this was towards the tail end of like the Xbox yeah. generation. I remember looking at all my Xbox, GameCube, and PlayStation Two games. So this is just modern that generation. Sure, looking at all of them, being like, all right, fifty dollars, fifty dollars, yeah, dollars fifty dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. You add it up, you're like, it adds up so. Oh quickly, my god, this right? is this is like thousands of dollars. Yeah, how did I, I don't have thousands of dollars? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know. There's always the things where, you know, you got things free or you traded. Or exactly. Debaro and that, that, you know, or, last night
2: I was digging through, Colin introduced a new segment on PS I Love You that's a, you know, a station game. And so I was digging through my trophy list last night and just the scroll and the scroll and the scroll and the, to try to get to the bottom where it all starts with Super Stardust. you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you get there, it's just like, I, I didn't pay for all those games, obviously. I was working in the industry, but it's just like, Lord Almighty, there yeah. so many just there, mm-hmm. you know, PS3 on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's tough because... From 2007 to now, I mean, just frankly, I mean, we we've not paid for a blind share of our games, yeah. You know, so it's so the game spending has precipitously gone down since I've gone out of college. I'd say that on average, I was spending between console and gaming, including from NES. So NES, SNES, the PlayStation era, which would include N64 and maybe like Dreamcast and later on. Saturn. And I didn't own a Saturn at that. You know, you lucky during that. You lucky that you Um. And then, GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and then including putting in like DS, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Boy. It's gotta be. I mean, I have a lot of games on some of those systems. It's gotta be like something like absurd, like twenty five thousand dollars, probably. So I I think I think it's gotta be
0: even more than that. I think it's more than that for you. Like knowing how many games you have, knowing how many games I have. And only imagining how many you have on all the old systems and in addition to how much you must have because you're older than me. So you you were making money during like the PS2 generation. Yeah, I had, I had a
1: job the entire PS two generation. Yeah. So
0: it's like you must have been buying things left and fucking right. I
1: used to buy so many games I didn't even open half of them. So I mean that was the thing is that I would buy I would make like two hundred and fifty dollars a week after taxes or whatever in high school and then I would just buy like four games a week. Like I literally would only buy like four games a week mm-hmm. for years. Like, I, I had no intention of playing half these games. I remember buying, like, Red Faction and being like, I don't even know why I well, bought Red this. Faction was great. <laughs> it, but I was like, why did I even buy this? Like, I remember being like, so desperate for PS2 games. I was like, why did I buy Red Faction? Again, it was because that cute girl at fucking Planet Comics. <sighs> um, but I remember... She always gets... You. But yeah, I, I, I had, like, all these Dreamcast games. I remember getting... Even after Dreamcast was canceled, or, like, no. discontinued in 2001, early 2001, I remember getting, like, the Sega Smash Pack, and, like, well, I would just buy anything. So, like, during the... So, like, PS1, N64, PS2, Dreamcast, Xbox, GameCube, that was when I spent a lot of money. I have a lot of games on those systems, especially GameCube and PS2 and PS1. N64, I probably had, like, 20 games. They're expensive, though. Yeah, they yeah. Were maybe a few, maybe 15, maybe a little more than that, probably. And then PS1, I feel like I had... I mean, I had a lot of games on PS1. Like, dozens of games on PS1, yeah. for sure. PS2, I probably had dozens of games i probably had like 30 gamecube games and 10 xbox games or something like that i don't know it's, it's hard to say the thing is that i have more my the biggest question i have is ps3 i have over 100 retail ps3 games but i don't know i mean to be perfectly honest with in you initially i don't know that i paid for any more than a few of those and i think you're probably yeah. the same, oh, yeah, right?
2: same way yeah that's the thing out there of why that collection is so vast and into ps4 now too just in the fact of like you know eventually ign changed their policy of like you couldn't trade in games anymore while we were there and this is early early like 08 when we were there i don't remember you you when When ig when hillary switched the policy he's like don't trade anymore and so like that's why i just have all these ps3 games so yeah like like, you just weren't allowed to trade right there was there was always this you know when when i first got to ign coming out of journalism school like it was the wild west in terms of like i don't know if this is the right thing to do and like as the industry grew up, ethics became a real thing. Mm. And everybody's like, this is, eventually enough people were awake to the fact of like, this is weird that we're getting games for review or just, because ec- it was like, it used in the old days when companies had money to burn, it would be like, hey, Everyone gets a copy of game, whatever it is. And so, like, one person's reviewing and 30 people have it. And then, if, you know, 29 of those people didn't care about it, they could go trade it in or whatever. Oh, I got you. So, So you you trade 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 in GameStop or whatever. Free games you're getting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. if you bought a game, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. And so, like, that's when, like, the collection just started of just, like, oh, cool. And now we're, it's the same thing, right? Now everything we get is digital, seems. But, like, even with the PS4 and stuff, like.
0: I mean, digital still costs money, though. That's the. Sure, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, between. On PS3 retail and digital. I have to have something approaching 300, 350 games, probably. I mean, my digital collection like on all these things is insane. All of these things. You yeah, look and in there, Vita and too. Like, oh, I have shit, like right. oh, I probably have most of the Vita games released mm-hmm. on retail. or I have a like, like,
0: console on like Wii yeah. and Wii U, even. Yeah. Like, those things add up, you know? How many copies of... Just thinking of how much money I put into just the Super Mario Bros. series is crazy
1: yeah you know. I, I I'm just bringing that up though not to say like these are the amount of games that you bought it's not, like this is an unrealistic amount of games that no one owns and, yeah. and that that. one and, so and that's why it's impossible for us to quantify how right. much money exactly, we would spend exactly, because exactly. if I look at my shelf about the games I would have bought it's probably 10 percent of the games that I actually own so yeah, exactly um maybe a little more than that like 20 percent but so that's why like we I'm just saying that to be honest and to say like we are detached from that reality today but yeah. there was a point in time when we were far from being detached mm-hmm. from that reality and 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 I can sympathize with those guys that go out and be like I don't even have time to play all the games I buy cuz I was like I'm right there with you man yeah. when I go through my game collection at home every few years I go through dozens of games that are still wrapped I'm that so are sh- like just I don't even like That see that's crazy. You know like, that, like no, that's what,
2: know. what I did too and I like honestly that was I it's it's a convoluted question because I would venture to say my Genesis collection was my biggest collection I ever had and that was because parents would my parents would buy them. And mm-hmm. I remember I had this little cabinet that had all, like three big shelves oh my God. Uh, and I was a little kid of course so size is all fucked up. But I remember having this thing and I remember a friend came over, one of my mom's like friends from back in high school, his, she came over with her kid and he's like, oh, you got a Genesis? You want to play something? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what games do you have? I'm like, oh, they're in there and he opened it up and he was like, I've never seen this many games. You know what I mean? But we were dumb kids. So then you jump to PS2 generation. Mm -hmm. PS2 was the first console I ever bought with my money that was, like, my thing. And that was definitely the thing of, like... I remember, yeah, like getting hitman and shadow of the colossus like in the same trip or whatever and then i think i finally opened hitman popped it i'm like i don't really like this and popped it out you know what i mean like you were just burning through because there were so many so, that's fucking crazy. games on that thing it's
0: just funny how you know a couple year difference in age will change so much like for me ps2 i was still i was like middle school so yeah, like yeah. that was i didn't have my own money so it was like i'll me and my friends would like combine money and pitch and buy games together and share them and
2: stuff yeah. like that. No, that wasn't that, that was an
0: event. That was like if we bought a PS two game or GameCube game or Xbox yeah. game, that was the game we were playing for the next month.
2: Right. Yeah. You know? No, that PS two, like yeah, that came out, you know my the what fall of my senior year i waited in line the nine hours to get it with adam brown and then i went to college and i was fucking awesome at college because i had a ps2 not many people had those yet you know what i mean and that was totally the thing of like i am dying for ps2 games. yeah i mean yeah. it was yeah. let's it was go bad that, that pilgrimage out to the columbia mall to go to GameStop to see what they had walk down to slackers and just look through the PS2 catalog on the wall and I've played most of these or I haven't and it's like buy something bring it home try it yeah Yeah. see if it's the bouncer yeah yeah yeah. Oni I remember being fucking stoked for Oni I'm like yes a third person action game hell yes this is gonna be great (laughs) and then you're playing it's like well it's it's like Dark Angel
1: PS2's launch was was a good sign because I still I still say Vita actually out of all the PlayStation devices had the best launch library and it was because PS Vita nailed what PS2 didn't which was PS2 was like we just have a lot of games I don't think there's any system that came out that had more launch games than PS2 there mm-hmm. were so many launch games that there were studios that made multiple launch games so it was like what the and I remember looking at these games being like what the fuck is all this shit and I, I Smuggler's I, I re- Run yeah Phantom Smuggler's Run was G- fine good, I, Phantom Mission I had Smuggler's Run was was fine but I remember buying Genji or something like that and oh, being yeah? like oh my god and then I, I like br- that was when you could still bring games back yep. after you open them and I bought Summoner yeah and I was like oh my god God, and then it was like, and then it was like Nobunaga's ambition or some bullshit <laughs> game like that, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Me, you know, was, I, I was, remember, I remember being like, what the fuck am I supposed to play? I talked on this myself
2: stick? into Silent Scope at launch, <laughs> and I came home and cracked that open and took it right back
1: and got mad, and I was like, all right, this is a much better. That's thing. what happened to me too. I ended SSX. up settling on NHL, where yeah, I was yeah, like, all right, fine, I can play NHL. It's fine. That's so funny. Um, but it, I'm just. This goes back to, I met a kid in Vegas um, when we were there for GameStop. We were talking to him. And he was the kid that, during our panel, was like, I have money to burn. And I was like, (laughs) so should I buy this? And I'm like, save your money. When I was your age, because I was literally his age when the PS2 was out, I was like, I spent all of my money on video games. All of it. You know, and I would leave a little bit to go to like a movie a week and be able to eat at the fucking food court. And then I would have no money until I got paid the next week. And I'm like, that is just stupid. If I could take 90% of the games in those fucking boxes at my mom's beach house and put them back and get that money back, I'd be rich. that's
0: what got you here, though. Yeah, you that that know I mean? playing that's That stupidity games and that passion. And yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's true, I guess, but I just, I look back at those days where I was making, you know, a year working a lot at like a deli or whatever and I'm like man I really at 16 years old 17 years old when I had no expenses my mom was paying for my cell phone I didn't have rent or anything like that I was like I could have lived like a fucking king I I would have been like totally separate instead I went like a beeline like a fucking heat seeking missile to Smithhaven Mall on Long Island every week with my stupid fucking friends and we would spend hundreds of dollars on video games every week and then I would go home and be like I don't even know when I'm gonna play these games Yeah, and then and then I remember having my dad had this like shelf he made me and I just had, it was just aligned with games. And I was just like, this is all of my, this is everything I own is right here. I even have like the shitty TV. I'm like, I'm focused on buying these, this hardware and these games and I'm fucking focused and fixated on this. And I remember when I went to college, I had this, those old DVD shelves that were like this thin, but like vertical, And it was just all PS2 games. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? And like, there, there came a point in time. It really was like 2004, which is the year I always talk about when I really stopped playing games for a year where I, I like it all collapsed. It wasn't even like it went down. It was just like everything just fucking fell out. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, like that was the year when I played Resident Evil four, San Andreas. And I, and that's basically it. Yeah. It's pretty and, much the end of the PS2. Yeah. And it, it was a weird like transition era, but the times before, and I was, I was writing for IGN and somebody like that's so how I would get games that way. But it was just like, that was when I stopped really buying games conspicuously. And I was like, this is dumb. Like I, I was obsessed as we all were in the pre-digital era with, and you still are with just having, having collecting. You yeah. want these? Things I was like, better. well, my PS2 collection certainly can't be complete unless the bouncers on there, yeah. and my PS2 collection certainly can't be complete unless I go back and don't get the red version of, you know, uh, the fucking best. Oh, selling, don't get me started. You know? i oh like, my god, I hate that shit. Fuck that shit. Yeah, ATV, whatever, off road, whatever, fucking random games that I don't even understand why I ever bought. And I and I would and I would like stare at my shelf and be like, oh, it's the red version. That, that satisfaction. That yeah. satisfaction
2: of having them there. I remember when I got the N sixty four and like that was my first Nintendo console that was like real. Like I bought SNES just to play Mario one time, but I had it and like I wouldn't. I kept the boxes in pristine condition and I'd slide them out and take the cartridges out and put them in and then put them back in and slide them. And I just had this like beautiful thing I was like the TV it was the shelf with all of the systems on it and then on the bottom I had underneath it the games lined up in like a perfect little brick array all yeah, labels facing yeah but it's like yeah why, why, why was I buying first, these things the what was I top. doing with these so games? that's Mario Party
1: obsessed with Mario Party cutting a hole in my hand playing Mario Party <laughs> that's why I just bring this up it's just like don't do that buy the games you want like because there are people that just buy games yeah. and you see it on sometimes Facebook group and just, I know people like that just, Yeah, they just buy games and it's great buy, buy as many games as you want but don't do what I used to do or like a lot of other people, maybe still do or used to do, which is like just save your money, man. Yeah. Like buy a couple games a month, maybe you don't need to be buying. Like well, you don't have time. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like
0: thinking back for me, I never really, I was never, I never had that money. Like I went from not having money to once I had money, being a little bit more, you know, in the industry and stuff. So either I got stuff or I knew what games I was buying. I'm gonna buy those games. Yeah, I mean, I'm buying Smash Bros. It's gonna fucking happen, you know. But I, I've never really been the type of just walk into a GameStop and be like.
2: Oh, that looks kind of cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that. You know, for me it was like when, what was the killer to that was the rise, not the killer, mm-hmm. of, and I should say, but one of the things that was able to cut off the random buys and purchases and interest just on a box was when like blockbuster got his shit together and had a great video game section and did yeah like i mean the for me that was what it was da, da, da. that's when we'd go in and just take a shot well, i'm at just anything. gonna
0: random this is when i'm gonna play all these games right 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 i, right, right. I wasn't never gonna pay fifty
2: dollars for a game
0: i had nothing knew nothing about yeah. but i remember being uh in middle school and even high school reading these video game magazines and just looking into you know after june towards december looking at that holiday and just being like fuck how am i gonna buy metroid prime 2 and Need for Speed Underground, whatever, yeah. and Tony Hawk, and this, and that. Like, I'm not gonna have this much money. Right. You know, I remember my friends discussing this like, all right, you get these three, yep. you get those th- four. Like, we'll combine, have your mom buy me this for Christmas, and my mom will buy you that for Christmas. Okay, and We'll just trade, toys for trade each it each with each other. Well, when you're close like that, nice. we had a whole scheme going. It was, it okay, was good a good, call. A good, good call. system. But man, yeah, to answer the question, is, I think Lots. I've spent about 20, 25,000 on games. I think
1: you've spent a lot more than that. Maybe. I don't even want to think about it. It's yeah. a terrible thing to think about. And then there was eBay. And <laughs> be- oh So my. you rebought all the games that you traded in for yeah, nothing? I used to, I used to really. I, I'm telling you, man. I used to. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I really don't. I have no idea what the fuck I was doing. I just, was buying Genesis games. I was buying like N64 games. The when, collection. Yeah, yeah, like just like, feel, like games that I was like, I'm never going to play this game. You know, I'm never. I don't know. I I remember a lot of it was sparked because I found like eight copies of, of Castlevania Bloodlines at Toys R Us in 2000 that were sealed still in yeah. Genesis. And I was like, oh, and I, I'm i going to retire. Yeah. And I was and then but then like you go on there and you and you just I'm just you buying just buy it. And, and buy, it's funny. My brother buy. is that person now. My brother is, you know, uh, you know, in his early 40s and he's a big gamer and he, and he's a big retro gamer. And he just buys so many fucking games. See, like nothing problem, even man. new. Just like he has I like, like a too. Famicom collection. And a Super Famicom collection, and NES, SNES, all the Atari, and I'm like, G-. and he tells me he's like, yeah, I bought blah 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 this week, and I'm like, really? It's like a lot of games, dude. It's <laughs> a lot, dude. You know, and and uh, yeah. So,
0: but then you see those pictures of those like you know guys that have like the collections and stuff on the wall, and they make them look all nice, yeah, like that looks awesome. And you simultaneously go, oh fuck, I hope I never get there. And goddamn, that's he's the coolest dude in the fucking yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. one day, I hope
1: I'm that guy. Yeah, it's like it's like feast or famine with that shit, man.
0: Yeah. Shawshanker, Shawshanker says, hey guys, what's your opinion on borrowing or lending video games to friends? I feel kind of dirty when I let a friend borrow a game knowing that they didn't pay money for it and that the company that made the great game didn't get a profit in the situation. However, most of the time I know that my friends wouldn't buy the game otherwise, so I feel like I owe it to the developers to tell my friends
1: experience their great work. Which is right. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a moral conundrum. It's your game.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I always, support, I always tell people to buy games new if they can and to support the publishers and developers if they can to give them their financial incentive to do good things but it's your game it's the same thing as like saying like uh we the five of us are sitting in the living room and one of us is going to buy the movie on amazon so we can all watch it you know like that's normal and i think yeah. fine i don't i don't necessarily think there's anything untoward. but about it's super
2: it. rare too you know what i mean like what oh, i rented interstellar once and you and shara watched it the next night you know what i mean like game wise doing it I, I feel like usually it comes down to especially if he's like if his friends were like my friends in high school, right, that weren't into games like Poe or whatever, like me lending him a game was that he's never gonna buy this game. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so like even nowadays, that's the way it'd be it's so rare. Somebody if they're looking through out there and like, oh man, I always wanted to try this. Can I try it? And like, yeah, go ahead. It's old. It's yeah. it's not new. You know what I mean? If it's a, if it's you're passing around a game that is PS3 or PS4 launch era game, like well, it's one of those. Then you start having to wait. If you're really worried about the developer, it's more word of mouth, right? Another person has played this; they now know the, they, they, they believe know the in developer X. That, yeah, they're yeah. going to tweet about the, how much fun they're having. It's like All exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think people experiencing the things that you like is important. It's when, the, what.
2: Th- it's the it's not. I'm saying it's not the same as what we're always talking about of walking into GameStop and oh, for, I'm going to save the five bucks and buy. This used copy of the game. Well, no, buy the new copy because you're already there. You're already in your head committed to buy this game. Like, why is it, yeah. you know, like here when it's just like, I want to try this, I wouldn't buy it any other way. Well, then, yeah, play it. I want mm-hmm. you to talk about it and be able to say something about it.
1: Yeah, the only relevance to it is that I remember the the Quantic Dream story from some years ago mm-hmm. when David Cage some said something, and I, I think the numbers are right, but I, they could be off where he was saying, like, we sold 2 million copies of Heavy Rain, but 3 million trophies, like, trophy lists were activated. So, like, 50% of the people that played the game didn't even, or 33% of the people that played the game didn't even buy it i like, yeah, that sucks when you look at that near the developer and you're like, well, we missed out on a million sales because of rentals or borrowing and all that stuff. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, that's it's that's, 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 that's
0: just the money. Like, yeah. And this sounds like some bullshit Soul Skater shit, but it's like money's one thing, but it's like if you're making this thing that you want people to enjoy, it's like for, you know, looking at us as an example, it's like the people on Patreon that are paying for this content, that's fucking amazing, and we love that. But then you look at YouTube, it's free, and it's like those numbers are just as valuable because we made something and people are enjoying it. Sure, you yeah. Know? But... Let's see. I want to. We went long on those, so I'm gonna I have, have my one more. Oh, that was you. I thought no, it was dog. Was I was like, yeah, damn, my dog's loud. I also like earlier when he came in, sneezed, sneezed, but it was just the most dramatic entrance he's ever made. Um,
2: my favorite, Portillo is never cuter than when he comes around and just jogs in because he jogs and he just looks up at you and he just looks perfect.
0: <laughs> it just looks perfect. Your perfect boxcar dog, Porty. One eighty two
1: asks, and I think this is another cool question. It's a box racer, blink one eighty two reference. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, don't you think? Or it's Boxcar Willie, his favorite country oh, musician.
0: Probably not that one. With movies now having their own shared universe, do you guys think games could jump on this wagon as no. well? No. If so, what game worlds would you see? Would you love to see collide? It can be reasonable or wishful thinking.
2: Well, in Lego to mention, no. Um...
0: See, I think the thing with this though is you need. I think reasonable is more fun to look at because wishful thinking, it's like oh, let's just combine whatever the fuck we want. I think it's cool to actually look at the politics of.
1: You know, developers and all that stuff, and be like, "Oh, like the
0: Square Enix universe could be a thing."
1: Got you. You know, okay, okay, I'm with you now. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I was just okay. going to say, I think that I I don't like the whole like universe sharing thing. I think it stifles people ultimately. It it, it oh, the more you go down that road, the more you're pigeonholing the doing or saying or creating certain things that fit within the realm of this universe and to make sense in this universe. I wish people would just continue to make things that don't touch each other necessarily in terms of like plot or setting or whatever. It's not necessary. What does it add? Yeah, you know? if The Last of Us was a pre- was a sequel to Uncharted, for instance, like w- that's just like what does that do See, for either I don't know. of those I games? I love it.
0: There's something about that. Like even if it's, like, I don't need it to be, you know, super forced and super like, you know, explained and stuff. But if if those were in the same universe and it was just little mentions here and there, they might be. But like that type of thing, I love that. I think that's really cool. But for, if for them to like really kind of do the Marvel universe type shit. Where it's like, every single thing is building up to this next stuff. That might be a little much. And uh, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, I don't, I, I'm not too familiar with those games.
2: Yeah, there's like, what's something buried in, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a reference, yeah. I can't,
0: but that's cool. It. But I think some, yeah. that's really cool, and I think like that it type of cool, thing is but...
1: interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, Uncharted three has a reference to The Last of Us. If that that so, would be the, so,
2: it, it does that would look, be awesome if the end of Uncharted four, like Nate and Elena are like whatever, and it's like credits rolling and there's like one more scene of them flying back to the states, and they look out the window and it's just pandemonium. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> See, that would be
0: fucking great. Nah. Well, that'd
2: be a re- but that'd be a really shitty end for Uncharted, and like no. a, that, yeah, that yeah, would that yeah. would feel like you're screwing over Uncharted. That's what it comes down to, right? Like. Theoretically, and this is before he said reasonable. My first thing I jumped to right was, why can't Uncharted and Tomb Raider be in the same thing? You know what I mean? The same universe? No, that'd be cool. Because it does. And I'm not talking about a full fledged crossover, but I'm talking about like it would be as simple as like you know they the, he's paging through notes and he sees Lara Croft's notes, or there's something you know her her climbing spear is embedded in a wall when he wa- he's investing. Like who? Somebody was here not too long. Like shit like that. I wouldn't mind, but I don't. It can't get to what we just said with Uncharted, Last of Us, where. The Uncharted thing slams into Last of Us and they both explode. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, oh man, like what a fucking See, horrible and no, no, no. like, for Uncharted. I like some
0: of that. I think it could be could be cool, but I do think that there needs to be enough of each franchise to be its own thing, and then you can start, you know, sure. just to change, change shit up. Like Uncharted Four, okay? Like we've 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 done enough. Sure, you know what I mean. Changing shit up. I mean, if you want, or if you want to you have
2: place. it go that way. And when they, they fly in at the at post credit scene of Uncharted 4, they look out, and like people are attacking each other however you want to start it, right? That's fine. As long as uh, Last of Us 2 is Nathan Drake, whatever it is, <laughs> 30 years, The 20, what is it? How much time has passed? 11, is it? What? The Say, tri- I, from uh, the start of Last of Us to when we pick up with Ellie. Isn't it 20 years? So? Is it 20? Yeah. All right, so there you go. So Drake's going to be old. He's going to be sully. Nah, He's going to be it. old as shit. But that's pretty like, yeah. great. Now I'm kind of sold, nah, kinda sold on it, sold. too. Nah, I'm now the
0: in. other thing for me that's obvious, and this is already kind of a thing, is Nintendo. Just have like a Nintendo universe.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't count. Those are just I feel like they kind of
0: do though too. That's what I'm saying. Like they already kind of do with Smash Bros. But like I want to see it more. Like the fact that Mario Kart is only kind of dabbling in it. It's like it should just be Nintendo Kart. All this stuff should just be Nintendo. This Nintendo that and whatever. Hmm. Um, but I, I think this is more of a fun question when it comes to story, and you know, instead of not just like Mario Kart or Smash. Sure,
2: Bros. I mean it's like a well, it doesn't count, I guess. I was gonna say Portal and Half Life, Half Life, like they're in the same world, yep. like with Black Mason stuff. But I mean yeah. that's not as like crazy.
0: But I mean, that does count though. I mean, that's it is the same universe. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, like you know, Square with all their games, and they're talking about doing a movie universe. I guess it fits with the game too, technically. Yeah. The Western Square, Yeah, 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 Japan Square. I mean, Final Fantasy is already.
2: See, the problem with games Weird. is that most, not every game, lots of games, they're whatever you're overcoming is the end of the world or something. Like, uh, an existence so great, how do you wrap in something else and have that make sense? How do you put somebody else in the Persona universe other than other Persona characters?
0: Yeah. Well, see, what's interesting about the, the end of the world stuff is that, I mean, if you beat the game, that means it didn't happen. Sure. So, But, like, Drake, but Drake's know. a
2: great, is exa- uh, a great example of it happening in an island, that, in Tomb Raider 2, where these things are happening and no one else would know about yeah. it. But, like, Dead Rising can't. We can't say Dead Rising's part of this or Resident Evil's part of this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. There has to be these little things that are pocketed. And when you're just putting together pocketed things, what are the crossover opportunities?
0: Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been episode thirty-nine of the kind of funny games cast. This topic's brought to you by DraftKings. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you can kick off the season by winning two million dollars. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. Ten million dollars in prizes are up for grabs, including two million for first place and one million for second. One week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want when you want with the players that you want. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big Time. Hurry to DraftKings.com and use promo code Kind of Funny to play for free for a shot at part of ten million dollars in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event and, and enter Kind of Funny for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Thank you guys for joining us.
2: Thank you. In honor of that DraftKings. Yeah, uh, is that why you wore your high school uh-huh. football coach? Uh, little jacket? League, little yeah, league coach? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I like this jacket. I like it I too like this jacket. A lot. I
2: like it. I'm just saying that it's that funny are gonna hate They are right. gonna hate. hate, hate. I'll see you guys next week, and I love you all. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Love you.